Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Who do we got tonight? This is Brian. Brian Kitana. What's up, brother? Nothing much. How you doing? Well, man, we're hoping uh, we're hoping to get this game and get the terrain to stay away from us. How's it looking right now? Well, it's kind of dark and cloudy, but hopefully, again, stays away. I'm going to test the uh, coaching show real quick. Let's see what it sounds like, all right? All right. First segment is 8.05. Second segment is 9 minutes. Here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coaches Show, brought to you by Axis Ford. Coming to you from Flower Bluff. How was that? That sounds good. Okay, good. All right. Well, yeah, I have 6.56, so we have about four minutes. Is that right? That's right. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going to keep working here. Just let me know when you're ready, because we'll get down to about a minute. All right. I'll do that. All right, buddy, you ready for the uh, scoreboard? We'll be doing scoreboard. I don't have, uh, as of right now, I don't have a sidekick. Ryan's not here. Uh, Josh may jump in here if Coach Campbell doesn't come in, but we're going to do it uh, kind of fly by night tonight. I know stick. All right, well, I'll have it up. All right, buddy, thanks. 7 o'clock, and there's hardly nobody here.
Got one minute. All right, thanks. Is it coming up? Yeah, 10 seconds. All right. Five seconds. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coaches Show, brought to you by Axis Ford. Coming to you from Flower Bluff as the Wildcats get ready to take on the Hornets the Hornet's Nest, the improved Hornet's Nest. They have now turf. Uh, they've done some improvements to their field. Right behind us to our right-hand side. I don't know if that's the athletic facility, but uh, uh, they're doing some upgrades here at the Hornet's Nest. The uh, Coach's Show brought to you by Access Ford, coming to you from Lower Bluff. We have Coach down here with us. Coach, it was a little tough finding you, but uh, made my way to the back and all kinds of construction going on, but we are here. We are live. Yeah, this is their new field house. Yeah, Indoor workout area back behind there. They passed a big bond last year, year four. They got to work real quick. I mean, they got this thing up and going. Didn't waste any time at all, did they? No, they didn't. Yeah, it's uh, very impressive. It is behind us. They're in the construction site. Before we get on to Flower Bluff, Flower Bluff has their backs against the wall. Look quickly uh, in tonight's matchup. It's, uh, the district's starting to fall into place. Got Allen with a big win last week uh, over Gregory Portland. Secures the playoff spot, Division Two. For the 31st consecutive year, so congratulations to you, Coach Center, and your coaching staff. It's a heck of an accomplishment and a great win last week by, uh, over Gregory Portland. Uh, a game that really in the first 30 seconds, uh, you know, may have shocked a lot of people. 30 seconds into the game, we're down 7-0, but the Wildcats prevail 48-7 over Gregory Portland. You're able to get your players some rest in the, in the uh, last quarter as well. Well, that first 30 seconds is kind of like they came out and hit it in their nose, bloody their nose, and all of a sudden they said, well, we better start playing and, and getting after it. And that's just woke up and played a heck of a game. We, you know, we were all passing, they were all throwing the opposite kicking game. Everything went well for us. And so, and when we look back at it, uh, it was a pretty complete ball game for us. And we thought we'd be able to support them. So, you know, so. Our kids are proud of the way they played. And, uh, you know, Gates did a good job back there. And, you know, by the time, what time? We had nine seconds. They got that uh, pass. So our offensive line did do a tremendous job. So Matt Cage and Nick Kovar and Brian Evans, Hicks, and then on the Logan Thomas, all of them really improved and they're getting their quarterback time. And I tell you what, they finished block. That was one thing about Rocky said. Make first contact, that's it. Uh, these guys make first contact. If you don't fight them off, they're going to put you to the ground. Well, Coach, one thing we talked you talked about last week in the uh, coaches show was uh, the battle of the trenches. Offensive line, obviously, you know, nine seconds, anybody that can stand back there and, and look for an open receiver for nine seconds, your offensive line is doing a great job. But defensively, again, 
your front line of uh, Ula, uh, Montevice, and Escobar continue to, to dominate that defensive line, allowing your linebackers to roam free, make tackles, and credit to both uh, uh, fellows that are in the front line in the trenches did a great job against Gregory Bowles. They did. We, we won the they were very much mismatched. I mean, you saw what the Portland's offense done. That was a great play. Let's just try to catch straight at you and wear you down. But our kids were in good enough shape and had enough fight in them. Just the longer it went, the better they got. So, you know, that was good. And, uh, you know, they did make some honest plays. You know, as long as we're doing very balanced uh, attack by the Wildcat offense. Coach had 143 yards passing, 264 yards rushing, a total of 407 yards. Uh, play, you know, offensive plays, Cal Allen, 58 uh, total plays. Gregory Portland had 56. Uh, we did give up almost 200 yards rushing, 197. But at the end of the day, Coach, as you mean, you can bend, don't break. Only seven points on the board is all the Wildcats gave up. Gates Lamb, very efficient. Eight uh, for 13, 143 yards. Did have one touchdown through the year but also had a couple with his legs. Finished off the night with three touchdowns. And your young freshman running back, uh, A.J. Brown, who continues. He just, he's a kid that just got moved up in the Alice game, and I was just trying to toll in my head. It seems like he's got five or six touchdowns already in, in just uh, maybe three weeks of play. A.J. is very receptive with his speed. But the most important thing, if you watch him run, he goes north and south. There's no dancing around with him. He's going to make yards, and he's going to break tackles because he accelerates them to keep the kind of tackle. And that's when he breaks the arm tackles and things like that. So, you know, he, he's going to be an outstanding back. And it's a good move when we move him up because, you know, we were seeing in the backfield with Philip uh, Hodley playing over at secondary. Offense people over there on, on defense, like Jazz, with Forrest Chris and people like that. So, and Barrett. And don't forget Doug. Doug is coming quite a bit on the uh, as you're blocking back as well. So they've done a great job for you. Real quickly, Coach, as well, Gage Lamb, 15 carries, 120 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. We just talked about A.J. Brown, two carries for 15 yards. Sam Allen, on his first touch of the night, scampered into the end zone. He finished off three carries, 44 yards, uh, had the one touchdown play as well. So here's the young sophomore quarterback coming in, getting some playing time, and looking very comfortable back there in the uh, run that offense for you. Really improving. We, we've got to get his arms stronger, but you know, most importantly, he ran track last year and he picked up the speed. And he was going into this season because his arm strength was not quite there, and but he picked up his speed by running track. And he, you know, and he broke that line of scrimmage. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. He outran everybody, and uh, you know, people underestimate. Going back to Luke McCall, not only all state, but went on to Sam Houston State and had a great career as a linebacker for Sam Houston. So, uh, that, again, that track just helped him build upon to, to continue his career. Yes, and he was uh, like a four year letterman there. He started off four years and ended up being a captain there. 
Great uh, game, Coach, as we mentioned uh, on the defensive side real quick. Wider job, 14 tackles again from the linebacker spot. Reese Barrett having 12 tackles. Uh, Chris Montsevice from the uh, defensive tackle spot, nine tackles. Ula, eight. Just a great performance by your defense to be able to shut down Gregory Sullivan, holding number seven points. Well, our defense go ahead and set job holding five up there. You know, a lot of people have just done it flying back this year, but I'm going to tell you what. Flying back is just an athlete. They've lost three games in district, and all three by, or by one touchdown. And they can easily have won those three and been undefeated. So, one, you can't underestimate them because they are a good football team. They still might, with this section of West, have the best talent. Our bluff, always a tough opponent. Real quickly, as we get ready for tonight's matchup, the final last week, uh, Cal Allen, 48-7 over Gregory Portland. Cal Allen proves to 7-1, 6-0 in district play. Gregory Portland, 3-4, and 2-3 and in district play. We'll be back with more of the Coach's Show, brought to you by Active Sports, right here on 1360 KKTX. One minute, please, one minute. All right, I'm having trouble hearing your sidekick, just so you know. Yeah, no, I, have, I don't have the uh, mics on at all. As soon as the show's over, I'll uh, we'll do a test real quick. I got both my mic and his mic all the way down. Okay. Uh, got nine minutes left from this segment. Then he'll take a one-minute break, and then we'll come on live. So we can another ten minutes to go. Ten seconds. Gotcha. Five seconds. Uh, all right, welcome back to the uh, second half of our coaches show. Again, we mentioned to you, we are coming to you live from the Hornet's Nest in Flower Bluff off of Walton Road, a new and improved facility. They have upgraded their turf, something that went in last year. I hadn't seen it because we haven't been here in two years. They have a brand-new athletic department, weight room, and sports complex behind us, and just all types of activities going on, Coach. Big matchup tonight against Flower Bluff. The Hornets are really have their backs against the wall looking to, to try to come up with a win. You know they're going to play you tough. They have another great quarterback in Cody Brewer, six foot six, over 230 pounds. Kid is an athlete, and again, you just far uh, bluff. When you talk about far bluff, you just got to go back uh, and talk about all the athletes they've had, and they continue that tradition again. Well, let me just say, for all you people who are hearing all the, all the yelling and all the excitement, it's not because of football being started. <laughs> They're sitting right here by volleyball, far bluff, and Cal Allen volleyball game. Far bluff. Uh, is down two to one to us, and so uh, you know it's an exciting game, and that's where all the noise is coming from. The game has not started. It's not started. You're right, but boys are making their way to the field. I know you got to get out there real quickly. Flower Bluff comes in. Now Coach uh, Steinbrock, uh, who's taking over this Flower Bluff team, uh, comes in with a three and four record, two and three in district play. He still has uh, us, the Wildcats tonight. So also midway next week, and he finishes off with Alice. Wildcats, as we know, uh, two games left tonight. Flower Bluff, and we go home next week against Victoria. We have the bye week to end off the season. 
So Flower Bluff is going to give you a tough matchup. They are ready to play. You've mentioned uh, they've had some tough, tough uh, losses last week against Victoria East, 35 to 28. The uh, week before, 38 to 34 to Gregory Portland. Victoria West, 36 to 29. So those are just some of the big teams in our district, Coach. And you're right. Only one touchdown separates them from being victorious. Oh, yeah. They, they're a good football team. They're not taking lightly tonight. Once again, we've got to control the line of scrimmage. And their defense is good. They'll give our offense a good test. And then with their offense, they throw the ball so well. And they've got so many receivers that they're capable of scoring if they're catch the ball. So everybody will be sitting on the edge of their seat the whole night. Because even if we get a 21-point lead on them, we cannot afford to run up because they can come back this week. We've got to, we're going to have to play four quarters and we're going to have to play hard. We told the kids, you know, hey, you get a lead, or if you, you can't afford to slack off any, the second thing is if they got a lead, don't give up, we can come back on them. We were behind last week. I think that's the first time we've been out there. Yeah, it, it was uh, some, again, like you said, almost uh, kind of a shock to kind of get punched in the mouth. But in the first 30 seconds, defense may have been caught on their heels and Gregory Portland with that uh, no-huddle offense. They come to the line of scrimmage quick. Again, after that, for the next uh, uh, 47 minutes, 47 and a half minutes was dominated by Cal Allen. But you're right tonight, Coach. Tonight it's going to take 48 minutes of effort and sweat right here at the Flower Bluff. Cody Brewer has some uh, talent in the backfield. Damian Reyes and Isaiah Cyber in the backfield. Then the wide receivers you talked about. Ransom Johnson, Jacob Bull, and Alexander Kane are all good weapons for uh, – with that big quarterback. Think about the quarterback. You get pressure on him. We got pressure on him yesterday. He hit him and he broke tackle. He was big. Six foot six, what, 235, 245? You know, that, that's a load to bring down. You don't have to really hit him to hit him hard. He's got a great arm, you know, and he sees the field well. He gets, he's been in this offense for two years now. So, you know, he knows the offense. Very, very productive, you know. Open your seat. You know, we, we're just going to have to play well in the secondary. Push on him when we go to the break on him. They run a game. They've got speed. If they break the line of scrimmage, they, they're, they're a complete ball club. You know, they basically do the best way to the like when you don't put many guys together like we have to. So most of the time, we work the ball down. Every play is crucial. With them, you know, they can go two incomplete passes and then hit one for a touchdown. And of course, they're a big gainer, you know. So, and you can't, every play is going to be a big play. Every play might make the difference. Very explosive they are, for sure, Coach. Real quickly, on the other side of the ball, uh, they play by their linebackers, Brock Elam, Isaiah Cyber in the backfield, and on the front line, they got some big kids as well. Uh, Ondike O'Brien, Stephen Blades, man, that front line for Flower Bluff. But, uh, you know, Coach, Real quickly, you know, you've been very balanced uh, the last couple of weeks you, uh, against Victoria. You kept the ball away from you, ran the ball. What can we look for from the offense tonight against this uh, Flower Bluff defense? Like I tell you, whatever, Mike, it could be the spread, it could be the wing sheet, it could be the combination of the two spreads. We're going to do what it takes to get the ball in the end zone. One thing about our kids is we, we teach them, we make our, our play calling fairly simple, but we can run it from different formations. We can run it. We can run our spread stuff from the wing tee. So that makes us very versatile. Not a whole lot of offenses in high school that can do that. I know you've talked about going to some of your coaching seminars 
And you've got coaches asking you, Coach, how do you do that? We have trouble teaching one offense, much less you having the capabilities of going two. We've seen it not only through district play, we've seen it in the playoffs. One team will focus on shutting down your passing game, you're able to go to the run. Focus on stopping the run, you go to the passing game. Uh, not only a testament to your coaching staff, but for those young men to be able to pick it up from the uh, junior high level and take it all the way up to their senior year. That's key. That's a we teach the young team at the junior high level. We don't work the young team that much this past year now because it's been embedded in them. You know, they spend that same third grade and ninth grade, even like last night, our junior varsity. Wow, 48 days. It's always do. Of course, they did that without their quarterback, too. So, the coaching does. Really, an outstanding young quarterback, Lucas Cook. And so, on Monday, they had to teach another kid at a whole new position. And, uh, and Moeller, he did a great job as quarterback. I think he scored five touchdowns. Then they had a little Soso. Soso. And Soso's not very good on our corner on the right hand side of our defense. They kept trying to go at him because he's not very tall. He's probably not very tall. Five one, five two. Kept four interceptions. Oh wow, good job, good job, young man. Well, coach, real quickly, I know that we've talked about the players, the numbers game. Real quickly, before I let you go, seeing the difference in numbers, you're talking about a JV game last night. You probably manned maybe 30 kids on JV. Our bluff probably had easily could have had 80 kids tonight. You can see. The huge number difference between the two teams, almost 1,900 students at Flower Bluff, right at 1,200 for Cal Again, just another testament to your program and the work that these kids put in to be successful. Well, thank you. And that, you know, all this uh, hard work that they, they do, they realize the tradition that we have. And that has laid down the foundations of all the other players that played for them, that built, you know, the 31 years of playoffs, you know, the first year in 1985. That we made the playoffs for the first time. That group, you know, from going on, they just stop by and they, you know, they just, they don't want to be the team that breaks that, that uh, tradition or that uh, stigma out of me. Right now, I think we're the number two team ranked with the most consecutive wins. Houston and Atlanta is, hopefully, about 48. You back up the portal box a couple years ago, you know, so this is a great problem. Coach, best of luck to you tonight against these Flower Bluff Hornets. I know you got to get ready for tonight's matchup. Uh, hopefully this rain will stay away and these kids can come out of here injury-free. We'll do it again next week. That sounds like we're going to do it next week one way or the other. We either do it as guaranteed district champs. Uh, if we win both of them, we're outright. There you go, Coach. All right, best of luck to you tonight, Coach, against these Flower Bluff Hornets. I know you got to make your way onto the field. We're going to wrap things up here on the Coach's Show. Brought to you by Access Ford. Access Ford located on Highway 77 and Five Points. All you have to do is look for those two giant flags, Access Ford and Lincoln, proud sponsors of the Coach's Show. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Okay, good. Where you are, you have one minute between, right? One minute. I think they have it on 80. Is it now? I know earlier it was way down. They were trying to keep it from fogging up. 
All right, Coach, you want to do a sound check here? Brian, uh, we can do a sound check with uh, Coach Campline. All right. Check, check, check. You got me? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. We're ready to go. How much time? Coming down on 10 seconds. I can barely hear you, Brian. Coming down on 10 seconds. Is that better? Good again. You got uh, five seconds now. Perfect, 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 right there. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the uh, first Victoria Bank uh, pregame show coming to you live from Flower Bluff, the uh, Hornet's Nest. On a uh, Friday night, the uh, thunderstorms in the area, temperatures at 79 degrees. It is a windy Friday night, wind gusting at 22 miles an hour out of the south, southeast, but whatever the fact, we will have a game tonight. A big district matchup between these two teams, the Carolina Wildcats and the Flower Bluff Hornets. Primetime crew coming at you. I am Mike Guerrero alongside Coach uh, Campaign, Coach uh, Bogerson, our statistician to our left, and then our producer, Brian Catana, back in the studio. Uh, Coach Campaign, welcome to the show. Coach Duke, out sick tonight, and I appreciate you uh, helping us out tonight. Not a problem, not a problem. Glad to be here. Wildcats uh, coming in, taking on the uh, Flower Bluff Hornets. Flower Bluff, is, uh, again, we talked about it in the coach's show, they're fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, they have to win tonight. They still have two games remaining. Next week, they'll take on Coloso Midway. Then they have Alice remaining on their schedule. So they still have some work to, to do to make uh, to try to earn a playoff spot. Wildcats with one win will either be co-district champs. If they can win both games, they will be outright district champs. So, uh, Coach Campaign, we started the season against Mercedes, and here we are talking about the playoffs. Wildcats will be in Division Two. We do know that already. They have secured a playoff spot. A big matchup tonight before we get too far ahead against these Flower Bluff Hornets. Yes, sir. They uh, they have three losses, but if they can if they come in here and win this, and they've got a good chance of um, going ahead and making the playoffs. We we if we win tonight, we truly do lock up the district championship. So it's a big game for both teams. Flower Bluff making their way on the field. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. The uh, first Victoria Bank show coming to you on 1360 KKTX. I'll be back. We'll get the team captains. We'll talk more about tonight's matchup. You listen to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute, one minute. All right, one minute. We sound okay? Do we need to go up a little harder? Are we all right? Sounds good. have anything around us right now. Yep. I'm sorry for those folks in Mexico, man. My goodness. Over 200 mile an hour winds. 10 seconds. Five seconds. Gotcha. All right, welcome back to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show. Coming to you live from Flower Bluff, the uh, Hornets Nest, on a beautiful Friday night. I'd like to remind everybody you can also follow our uh, game update on Twitter. If you want to uh, get uh, up-to-date scores and, and what's going on here at the stadium, 
All you got to do is log into Twitter, backslash Cats Eye Radio. That's right. Twitter account, backslash Cats Eye Radio. Josh will keep you updated all night on what's going on tonight in the uh, game, the big matchup. So uh, if you'd like to follow us there. Also, our internet broadcast uh, on Cats Eye Radio. Lots of ways to keep up to date on tonight's game. We're glad you could be with us on a Friday night, wherever you're at, at home, at work, in your car. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night. We uh, wait for the uh, color guard. I guess they are on the field now. Uh, we're waiting for the, I guess, national anthem. It's hard to hear the, uh, the crowd, uh, Mike. You have a crowd, Mike, when you're indoors inside a enclosed press box. And we're hoping that the rain will stay away. There is a 50% chance of thunderstorms tonight. Uh, the field will not uh, be an issue, though, Coach. I did not realize the flower block has installed uh, turf. Uh, so now, with the exception of two teams, everybody in our district, except Peloso Midway and Alice, have turf on their field. It does make a difference when it rains. You're, you're correct in that. You don't have to deal with the mud. Uh, the water drains off a lot better. And play, you're, you're correct. Flower Bluff Field is a very nice field. They uh, don't have these little white tire crushed up uh, pellets underneath it. They use quartz, so it makes it uh, much a little softer, and, and you don't have to worry about that stuff, uh, the black pellets jumping up and getting in your eyes when you get tackled, things like that. I walked across the field earlier, and I, I, I kind of was wondering. I was purposely dragging my feet, and I didn't see the, uh, the black uh, – Recycled rubber, I guess. A lot of tires are used to, 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 to make that type of turf. One thing that is different, though, the end zones are white, solid white with the Hornet logo on them. So if you look down the sideline, you see a white sideline, but right at the pylon, the width of the sideline, which I'm thinking, Coach, I may be wrong, three to four inches, is maroon in each end zone because if you leave it white, you won't, you won't know what that about. Right, correct. So I, I noticed that on the way in. I found that kind of odd, but uh, it is a beautiful turf. Uh, they did offset the uh, green. It's kind of a light green, dark green uh, throughout the field. And it's, again, just a great improvement here at Cloud Bluff. They've redone the concession stand to our right. One thing they did is they updated their scoreboard. It's going to be really tough for us to see. Uh, the scoreboard is to the very far right on the right corner of the uh, south end zone to our right-hand side. Uh, I honestly cannot see it unless I lean completely forward. But, uh, again, just great improvements we saw behind. Uh, we talked to Coach Danner and I. The field house that they're having built, the athletic room with the uh, indoor practice facility, weight room, there's some great improvements. They had the bomb pass a couple of years ago. Our bluff didn't, anyway, uh, didn't waste any time making those improvements. No, they've done a great job here of, uh, with their program and, and their building. The would uh, be nice when we get ours completed there at Cal Island so we can begin to use that. Wildcats have made their way onto the field. Flower Bluff is on their sideline, so we're going to take our last break. We'll come back with the team captain. And the opening kickoff. You're listening to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Coach, can, can you see across the field, Coach? All the way over there? Yeah, I'm trying to see who the. <laughs> I'm trying to, I know he's got binoculars. Nine. Nine. Four. Four. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Twelve. Twelve. Okay, you'll get the Cal Island captains. I'll see the Flower Bluff captains. Ten seconds. 
That's one thing. You have a lot of static on you? Yeah, I do. Five seconds. It was just telling me up, up in the uh, box that we're getting, I don't think we have a bad round or something. All right, welcome back to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show. Coming to you live from uh, Flower Bluff Stadium. We wait for the captains to make their way onto the field. Wildcats are lined up right in front of us. They are the visiting team. Uh, I don't know, Coach. Coming up these bleachers, a lot easier than going up the home bleachers. Maybe 12 rows up. Uh, above the uh, playing surface, right above the track. Wildcats wearing their traveling uniforms, white shirts, maroon pants, maroon numerals, white headgear with the uh, Cats logo across the uh, helmet. On across the field from us, Flower Bluff coming in with their home uniforms, and uh, Flower Bluff maroon and white is their school colors, but a very little maroon on their uniforms tonight. They're going with the, uh, would that be gray steel maybe, like a dark gray steel, black pants, does look they have maroon numerals outlined in white with the uh, – I can't tell. Coach, is that maroon headgear or is that black headgear? Maroon headgear. All right, there you go. The uh, captains for Flower Bluff tonight uh, is number four, L.J. Singer, number nine, Cody Brewer, number 12, Kai Youngberg, and number 33, Isaiah Cyber, and number 66, Jared Lewis. Wildcats lined up. Right in front of us. Uh, captains for the Wildcats is 86, Jordan Garcia, 52. Uh, James Hedrick, 43, Tyler Leal, and 32, Ryder Duff. Point toss taking place right at midfield. The uh, referee looks over to the uh, Calhoun Wildcat captain. Now talking it over with Flower Bluff. Looks like uh, Flower Bluff. Has won the toss. They have deferred to the second half, and the Wildcats have elected to receive to the north end zone to our left hand side. So, uh, kind of surprising that Flower Bluff could put that defense on the field earlier, coach, and uh, challenge this Wildcat offense early on. Well, it's a pretty stiff wind blowing, and uh, we're going to have to kick into the wind, so it's not going to be easy. Actually, I'm sorry, Flower Bluff will be kicking with the wind. So if we have to throw the ball, it's going to make it pretty difficult because it's a pretty stiff wind blowing into our face. You talk about the wind, 22 miles per hour. Of course, we uh, all know there's a couple of storms out uh, that we are tracking. Some heavy rain expected throughout the weekend. Look at the forecast before the game, 50% chance. Don't mind the rain. We just don't want the lightning. Correct. We can play all night in the rain as long as there's no lightning. Wildcats will send two men deep. Number 23, Austin Weishart, and number 7, Kalani Ibarra will drop back deep. They will stand inside their five-yard line. Number 80 is the kicker for the uh, Flower Bluff Hornets. That's Keith Reed. He will tee it up at the 40-yard line. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. Big district matchup between these two teams. Wildcats trying to secure a district title. Flower Bluff trying to secure a playoff spot. We have a hand screen out there. It looks like we're, we're uh, playing, uh, looking for an onside kick possibly right here. Flower Bluff, you have to think just about anything. We've seen yes, the swinging gate. We've seen the uh, hook and ladder. We've seen the belly bomb. We've seen just about every uh, rabbit that you can pull out of the hat from this Flower Bluff team. And, uh, you know, with the athletes they have, they're trying to get the ball in the open field. Yes, sir. Reed will tee it up at the 40-yard line. We are ready to go. Wait for the official. Blow the whistle. 
And we are set. Raid looks over to his right. Now approaches. High, deep, end over end kick. This will be taken at the 7 8 yard line. It's going to be Weinhardt. Actually, that's going to be Chris going right up the field. Chris has some running room. Chris has one man to beat. Reed sits on the And he's going to get caught at the 22. The kicker, Reed, just did enough by slipping on the turf to redirect Forrest Chris. But a great return by number five, Forrest Chris. Yes, sir. That was a heck of a return. Great block. Set up perfectly for a right side of the field return. 13 seconds off the clock. Wildcats with great field position to start this opening drive. Ball will be resting at the 20-yard line. 70-yard return by Forrest Chris, getting these Wildcats some great field position. Wildcats will come up to spread offense. Lamb, shotgun formation, has Hawkins lined up to his right. Had a false start against the Wildcats. I think they called timeout, Coach. They were missing a player. The Wildcats catch a break. We're going to take a quick timeout. We are in the opening quarter. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. All right. Ten seconds. Gotcha. Five seconds. All right, after the uh, quick timeout by Flower Bluff, the uh, coaching staff right over to our left-hand side. Looks like a Flower Bluff may have been short a man on defense, so the uh, coaching staff taking the uh, timeout on the opening play of this game. Shotgun formation. Lamb. Hands off to Elijah Hawkins. Hawkins met at the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play. He was met right at the line by number four of the uh, Flower Bluff defense. That was the linebacker coming through making that play. A little dive play, and Hawkins wasn't able to look at an inch on that one. Second down, we'll call it 10. Wildcats with great field position after the uh, return by Forrest Chris. Second down and 10. Robbie split wide to the near side. Hobbs. Gatta split wide up top. Hawkins. Fake to Hawkins. Lamb trying to come around the outside. Gets around the corner, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds. Man, it was two, it looks like. Not much room there on the right side for Gage Lamb. We'll call it third down and eight. That's five left defense is flying around. Awful pass. They look pretty quick tonight. Offensive line for the Wildcats. Center Ryan Everett. Your guards Matt Cade and Nick Tovar. Your tackles Logan Thomas and Carson Tips. Shotgun formation for the Wildcats. Hawkins shifts over to the right. Half on the way. Low snap. Lamb pressure. Trying to get away. And he's going to be stacked at the 30-yard line. Unable to get rid of the ball. And Coach, you almost knocked yourself out of field goal range now. 
this year. It's put us right on the edge, especially kicking into the wind. And I, I'm not sure we'll be able to kick that one from the 30. That was not a very good, very well-run play there. We had a, a young man open, but just didn't get a quarterback time to get the ball to him. Big loss on the play. Hornet defense coming up with the uh, sack on Gage Slam. Brings the ball back to the uh, 28-yard line. Yard to gain is a 10. Well, fourth down and 18. Can't imagine they're going for the uh, rugby-style kick. Gage Slam dropping back, has pressure. Again, now stepping up in the pocket. He has a 30, trying to get around the outside. Getting to the corner, and he's going to get to the 20. A flag comes in late from the back judge. This one might be a block in the back against the Wildcats. There's a huge possibility when you're chasing defenders and, and trying to get a block, and that defender stops or makes a cut, and you continue running, and you're not able to stop cooking up there, not eating in the back. Big defensive stop for Flower Bluff. Wildcats unable to capitalize after the big return by Forrest Chris. And they will decline this penalty, so Flyer Block will take over with 9.55 left to go here in the opening quarter, but a big defensive stop for the Hornet defense. That's a huge momentum shift there. You get the ball returned on a kickoff to the 20-yard line, and you can't move the football. That, that's, even though you had a huge momentum, that just turns everything around for Flyer Block right there. Flyer Block will have the ball. First down and 10 at the 20-yard line. They are led by their 6'6 quarterback, Cody Brewer. Third-year starter in this offense. Four wideouts, empty backfield for the uh, Hornets. Shotgun formation. Brewer on the quarterback keeper, trying to go around the right side. And he'll be hit by uh, number 73 for the Wildcat defense coming up to make the stop. That's Munib Ula. Minimal gain on the play. We'll call it a three-yard gain, second down and seven. Well, they hurry up and get to the line of scrimmage. Five left runs a quick offense. Trips to the near side, single wide out for a single running back. Dance to the left, handoff to the running back, and a great defensive play by the uh, Wildcat defender, trying to see who that is. And I believe that's uh, Munif Ula, again, number 73, making the tackle in the backfield. Great job by the uh, defensive tackle. Third down and 10. Barble up again, quick to the line of scrimmage. Only take about eight seconds to get up to the line. Brewer will look over to the sideline. Chris, Gaddis, and Ibarra working the secondary tonight. Brewer stepping up in the pocket, trying to get away, and again, 73 all over the series. Give number 73, Munib Ula, another sticker. He just gets his second tackle behind the line of scrimmage. What a great play by Munib Ula. That's a loss of about three yards. That does push him back into a funny situation and into another 20 at that. Wind will be at the back of the punter. Ibarra and uh, Gaddis will stand at about their 40-yard line. Last thing you want to do is the ball to go over your head. Yes. And with this kind of wind, if you're a decent punter, all you have to do is get it up in the air and it'll go. Back on the way. Punt. This oh, one is a high deep punt. punt. Ibarra trying to field it, and it's still bouncing around. Ibarra finally picks it up. Trying to find a seam to get through, and he's not going to have much room. We just talked about that, Coach. The last thing you want to do is have that ball go over your head. Yes, That's sir. exactly what happened there. Clock's still rolling. Not sure why. They need to stop it. 
746 is still rolling. That's a That's dead ball. Seconds. And again, it's still rolling. The coaching seconds. staff has not noticed that the clock is running. 20 seconds have run off. Almost 20 seconds have come off the clock. And it's still running. And the clock is still running. 30 seconds have ran off the clock. Yeah, 30 seconds. Coaching staff hold on lap, and uh, coaches think they're going to let the play stand. They never uh, noticed it. Lamb looking for his wide receiver. Has number three, Hobbs. Hobbs trying to break a tackle. He's going to get to the 49-yard line. Yeah, it was like 30 seconds. Yeah, we, we lost about 30 seconds of time. That could be very important at the end of the game for somebody. Bobcats on their first play, connecting with uh, Lamb to Hobbs. And up the ball now at the 49. Drive started, Coach. Was at the 25, 26 yard line? Right on the 30. 22? 26 yard line is where the Wildcats start this drive. Hand off to Hawkins. Hawkins going around the left side. He's going to get into Hornets territory. He's going to have a nice gain. We'll call it a six yard gain or run it five yards, we'll say. Second down and five. That's a good little zone replay there. He gave the ball up. The defensive end did not come up field. He stayed in position, so he gave the ball up. That's a good play by Jake Gage Lamb. Second down, we'll call it five to go. Shotgun formation. Take to Hawkins. Lamb will keep it. Coming around the right side. Nice open field tackle. By the uh, defender for Flower Bluff, number 22, coming up to make the tackle. Did a great job of getting Gage Lamb by the uh, ankle. It was on replay to the right this time, and uh, Gage Lamb was able to keep the ball. Defense in, chase the running back. He gained a few yards on that play. Third down, coming up to the Wildcats. We'll call it a long two. Bobby. Let's wide to the left. Bobcats will send three wide receivers to the uh, near side. Lamb on the keeper. Trying to go to the left side. Needs two, and he's going to pick up three. First down for uh, Gage Lamb. Just a little quarterback draw there. Needed two yards. Offensive line was able to pick up everyone on the uh, defensive front and gain, gain three yards for the first down there. All resting just shy of the 40-yard line. Again, the uh, scoreboard, pretty tough to see. Five minutes and 17 seconds left to go here in the opening quarter. Shotgun formation. Make the Hawkins. Lamb coming around the right side. Gets the block from Hawkins. Still on his feet. And he's going to pick up enough for the first down. Nice run there, but a great block by the uh, running back, number 22, Elijah Hawkins. Good job of getting uh, seeing the edge and getting to the outside. We're gaining about 15. First down play coming up for the Wildcats. Number three, Hobbs brings the play in from the sideline. We are scoreless at 0-0, opening the quarter of this game here at Flower Bluff. Robbie, on the right side, Lamb breaking a tackle, lunging forward, finding a nice little seam. He's going to get inside the 20-yard line. 
Not sure if he's got quite enough for the first down. Looks like he's going to be just short. We'll call it second down and two. Just about a quarterback draw there. Very simple play. And they're playing you hard on the outside edges. Easy plays to run up the middle. Second down, we'll call it two to go. Again, fake to Hawkins. Coming up to put the hit on Lamb is the secondary man for Florida Bluff. Going to be shy of the 20-yard line. Don't think he got enough for the first down. No, so I've had a little zone replay. And Gary's kind of misread on that one and, and pulled it instead of giving it. And that safety was able to come down and hit him there. Third down. Looks like he made a loss in the yard on the play. Coach. We'll call it third down and three. Two down territory right here. Too far to, to really kick a field goal. So he's got two downs to pick up three yards. Trips left on this formation. Again, take the Hawkins. Lamp, again, continued pressure. Looking downfield, looking for his man. And he's going to throw it just short. Had Hobbs in the end zone, but he's unable to uh, step into his throw. And it comes up just a little short. Incomplete. Yes, he, he had to scramble and then more pressure, and so he wasn't able to step into that throw. Plus, the fact he's throwing into a hard wind like that and knocked the ball down, he's a little bit short of his receiver. So, Big fourth down play coming up for the Wildcats. Far bluff. We've had, we've had two defensive stops right at the 20 yard line. Are looking for their second, shall I say. On the opening drive, they held the Wildcats to a, a three and out. Wildcats. Need to pick up this first down, and we're going to have a timeout on the field by the Wildcats. We'll take a timeout with them. Three minutes and 39 seconds left to go in the opening quarter. We are scoreless. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Give us 30 seconds, 30 seconds. All right. I have a really bad ground. Yeah, something's not right. I don't remember Buzzing like that before. Yeah, I'm saying I tried to go away from the power source, thinking it was the power source. It's not getting a good ground, but mm. I got the guy upstairs telling me the same thing. Ten seconds. Which brother, can you throw that on my bag? Just toss it back to me. Five seconds. You can just toss it. It ain't no big deal. All right, welcome back. After the uh, timeout, Wildcats trying to come up with the uh, that play that they need to pick up this big fourth down. Fourth down at three. I was about to say, you may be time to call for Reese Ferris, the uh, big linebacker, number 35. And we do see him checking in the backfield for uh, Coach Danaher and this Wildcat offense. Yes, sir. Looks like we're going to go double tie here, get it back down the side, and uh, see go man on man and see who wants it more. Number 35, Reese Ferris in the backfield. Gage Lamb. Now we'll shift into shotgun formation. A.J. Brown motions across the line of scrimmage. Fake to uh, Reese Barrett, and they bid on Barrett. Gage Lamb looking for the end zone, and he's going to be short of the first down inside the five-yard line, but you can see it exactly what they did. They almost used uh, Reese Barrett as a decoy. We got a flag down, believe he was holding. Gage Lamb oh, took a hit. A big hit. And he is yet to come up as the training staff Takes a look at Gage Lamb. We'll look at the flag as well. We're going to take a timeout. Three minutes, 32 seconds left to go in this opening quarter. We are scoreless at 0-0. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. 
That's not a good thing. 30 seconds. Left knee. Nope. 30 seconds or a minute. That's going to be a very, uh, very bad thing for us. Let's see what goes on, bro. Stay with me at least 30 and then talk to me as we're getting close. He's still on the field. I never, I never saw. I couldn't tell what he was doing when he was looking at what. Go ahead and go a minute. All right. Yeah, they'll leave it there. They'll leave it there until they get everything figured out. That's a good time right there. Ten seconds. Put that, and you put any weight on. Five seconds. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. Okay. Yeah. I don't, Maybe it was a I don't know. I didn't see what it was. I couldn't tell what he was doing. All right. Welcome back as uh, Gates Lamb comes off the field under his own power, but he's obviously hobbling, favoring that left knee. Wildcats were charged with a penalty on the play, so it brings him back to the uh, about the 26-yard line. Number five, Forrest Chris will take over. And I don't know if they're going to do the rugby-style kick here, Coach, but uh, – I doubt it. Oh, looking downfield, has a man wide open. Looking for number 10, Nathan Robbie into the end zone. Forrest Chris didn't waste any time, and he throws it in from 26 yards out to number 10, Nathan Robbie. Touchdown, Cal Allen, with 3.09 left to go here in the opening quarter. What a great play call. That is a great play call. We went out double tight. Uh, we just lost our quarterback, had a backup in, did not, they did not expect us to throw the football on that play. That is a great play call. Talk about confidence, confidence in your backup uh, quarterback. Wilson with a kick. This one's strong enough through the uprights. 3.09 left to go in the first. Cal Allen, seven. Lauer block, zero. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Uh, this is Chris Robbie. Yes. 26 is what I have? 26 yards? 26. They never saw that coming. I mean, never saw that coming. They expected, they expected a straight line. Did you see how many guys were wide open? Yeah. <laughs> Robbie almost bumped into somebody who was. I couldn't tell who it was, but we had. Uh, Race deal down here, just running down our numbers wide open. And the guy inside him uh, was running the wide open. That's amazing. Who's back deep for them? Can you tell? Uh, those numbers are so hard to I know. I... Idea. Eleven. And I'm going to go with either eight or nine. Those names are hard to see. How much time, uh, Brian? Five seconds. We're going to start talking. All right. Squib kick by the uh, Wildcat kicker, and a flag will come out. Not wanting to take a chance and kick deep to the return, man. So the uh, flag comes out, but uh, we were talking between the break. Horace Crisp comes in, and he really had his choice of who he wanted to throw to. He had several wide receivers that were wide open, 
He uh, picked Nathan Robby right down the middle of the field and a 26-yard touchdown pass from Chris to Robbie, and the Wildcats take a 7-0 lead. But, again, just catching fly bluff completely off guard. Coach, they were not expecting a pass play from Chris. No, sir, they were not. We got it double, t- uh, double tight, brought everybody down inside, and they did. They truly expected us to run the ball because we had four receivers running wide open down the field. With Gage Lamb coming out with that injury, bringing in Force Chris as a backup, they never expected a, uh, a pass from that play. All at the 37-yard line, Cody Brewer, the uh, quarterback for the uh, Hornets. First pass, finally hit the uh, far sideline. Great play by number 21, Philip Lively. Yeah, so he broke on that ball pretty quickly. Lucky it wasn't a pick because the quarterback threw a little behind the receiver. Phillip's pretty quick. He picked that. He might have been gone. Trying to keep an eye on Lamb. Looks like the uh, training staff still taking a look at that left knee right in front of us. Uh, I just saw him trying to run down the, the sideline here, and he didn't. He was favoring that left knee pretty good. Uh, our trainer, Trevor Hadley, is looking at it now. Shotgun formation, second down and ten for the uh, Hornets. Brewer looking to his left, trying to get his man coming across, and great job by the linebacker, number 45, Broughton, picking up that receiver coming across the middle. That outside receiver just went a little in route. Quarterback threw the ball when he broke, and the receiver caught it, made a good play. Give him five yards on the play, third down and five. Horace Chris works the uh, corner here on the uh, right side. He's the one that stepped in a while ago as the backup quarterback, so we'll keep an eye on Chris as well. It's movement, and there it is. On Savage, stepped in the neutral zone, backed up, but the uh, left guard with Flower Bluff, unable to hold the water, as Coach Clyburn used to say. Yeah, they're calling it on Cal Allen. Oh, wow. They're calling it on because he was in the neutral zone. He has the right to come back. So, again, just uh, I think the uh, even the players are talking to the referee, the uh, coaching staff, asking the side judge for an explanation. Right, because uh, in the NFL, if a, if a defensive player enters the neutral zone and causes the lineman to move, it's a penalty. High school does not have that rule. As long as that defender gets back to us the ball before the ball snaps, it's not supposed to be a penalty. Brings up third down and one for the Hornets. Empty back. I was going to say, look for Brewer to keep it, and he will keep it, and he's going to have enough for the first down. 78 uh, on the tackle that's months of ice, who uh, was charged with the penalty. Again, kind of a mysterious penalty that uh, we are still questioning here in Flower Bluff. All right at midfield, first down and 10 for Flower Bluff. Opening quarter, Wildcats leading 7-0. Wildcat defense showing blitz, coming at him. Brewer stepping in, now going to step into the pocket, going downfield, and this one will drop incomplete. You know, over the years, again, no discredit to Flower Bluff, but they got such outstanding athletes, that's normally what you see out of their passing game. Yes, sir. Hey, over the last few years, they've had some really good outside receivers, tall young men that can run. At great speed, good hands, and they could just throw it up and let them run under them. They're kind of missing that this year a little bit, so it's kind of hindered their game. Running back number six checks in the backfield for the uh, Hornets. That's Rydell Clayton. Lines up to the left of Brewer. Second down and ten. Brewer going to keep it, trying to come to the near side. Brewer spinning, breaking tackles. Barrett finally brings him down, but he's going to pick up almost five yards in the carry. It'll bring up third down and five. 
defender's tackling a little high. He's a big young man, very strong. You have to take those legs out. You can't try tackling up high. He's just going to push you around and keep moving. Brewer at least listed at 6'6", 240 pounds. My understanding, he has already committed yes, sir. to uh, the Washington State, I believe, Coach Leach. I believe so, yes, sir. Uh, I believe he committed as a sophomore. Third down and six for the uh, Flower Bluff Hornets. All just outside the 45 at a uh, yard to gain just inside the 40. Again, you can see him. And look where the uh, flag comes out. Flag coming out from the bag judge. Gave him a timeout. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> home cooking and Flower Bluff, you got time to make it out. Come out and pick out your order because we got some home cooking going on tonight. 0-0, 49 seconds. Left to go in the opening quarter. Wildcats 7, Flower Bluff 0. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Give us 30 seconds only, 30 seconds. All right. Yeah, in, 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 oh, in yeah. The, in the, yeah. I don't know if Coach, Coach Whitaker may have visited the uh, sideline before the game for Flyer Bluff. <laughs> a poker chip, guys. It was a poker chip. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Thirty. All right, welcome back. Third down and six. We're at the uh, Flower Bluff Hornets nest. Flag came out from the bag judge. The uh, referee ruled that they had given him a timeout. But two flags have been picked up here early in this first quarter against Flower Bluff. Brewer rolling to his right, trying to hit his wide receiver, and he will. And he's going to be really close to a first down. It's going to depend on the spot. He may be short of the first down. With uh, 43 seconds left to go here in the opening quarter. No, they're giving him the first down on that. We just mentioned that they had to get over the 40-yard line, Coach. Over the 40-yard line. The ball is resting with the nose of the ball on the 40-yard line. Yes, sir. That, that looked a little short to me, but they moved the chains before they could get up. We could ask for a measurement. First down and for Flower Bluff. Brewer fakes the handoff. He'll keep it, and he's going to try to go upfield. Not much room, maybe two yards on the play. Sometimes it's nice to play at home. It get those calls. Things happen in your favor. Two-yard gain on the play. We just talked about it on the previous play. The yard to gain was over the 40-yard line, and uh, looked like he was going to be short. We have played 12 minutes. From Flower Bluff, Cal Allen, 7, Flower Bluff, 0. We'll be back on 1360, KKTX. Clear. Give us one minute, one minute. I'm getting an echo. I know. I can't. Oh, okay. I I can't didn't know that's that. why I went to that. Yeah. That's, you didn't study, but then I started getting an echo. Test, 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 testing, one, two, three, test. What is it? What is it? It's, it's like my parents want, or my in-laws want to look up the radio station. What is it? On the, on the computer? Test, I radio. Oh. I 
can also call in about their phone. Too. They can call that number or they can go to the website. How much time, Brian? About 10 seconds. It'll be perfect. I'm going to start talking just in case. All right, got five seconds now. Flower Bluff driving left to right. We've played 12 minutes at Flower Bluff. And off to number six. Going to the left side. He's got some running room. Looking for the end zone. Breaking tackles. And he's going to be brought down inside the five-yard line. Running back, number six, Rydell Clayton. Listed as a junior, 5'10", 190 pounds. First and goal for five blocks. They're already running another play. And Clayton looking for the end zone, and they're going to say he's short. Looks like he's about six inches short. That big play was a trap. Boy, they, they did a good job of blocking that offensive line for five blocks. There's a big hole there. Five blocks again going with this quick offense. Not wasting any time. They don't huddle. They go right up to the line of scrimmage. Brewer trying to get in, and he's he's going to be short. And the ball comes loose. Shall Allen Broadman came up with the uh, ball. Oh my goodness! We stripped the ball. Brewer was standing up, trying to push it in the end zone, but they blew the ball dead. Brewer again trying to keep it, trying to go. Over the end zone. Oh, and this time they will get it. Unbelievable. Brewer was held short of the first down. Standing up on the last play, they blew the whistle immediately. On this play, they let it continue, and he did the uh, second effort and was able to get the ball across the goal line. And Flower Bluff now waiting for the extra point, one point away from tying this game. And Flower Bluff's a great team. They don't need any help. From the guys in, in stripe. No, they do not. Point after coming up. 10 minutes, 53 seconds. Snap on the way. Kick. This one is up, and it is good. We are tied up at seven apiece. I'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. How much time, Coach? Can y'all see the clock? It's okay. I can't see. I didn't know he had time on that. Talk to me, Brian. Coming down on 10 seconds right now. Okay, after the uh, kickoff, we'll do a uh, scoreboard, so you'll be ready. All right. You got five seconds. Brewer on the one-yard touchdown run has tied this game up at seven apiece with 10.53 left to go in the half. Wildcats, again, with their hands team on the field. Our bluff kicking into the wind. High pooch kick. 
Ibarra comes up the field, but it'll go out of bounds, and here comes the flag. Two flags. As we uh, get ready to start this drive, we're going to take a break and listen to our producer, Brian Kitana, who's got some scores from you on our Rapalade INE scoreboard. Brian, what do you have for us? Well, right now in the first quarter, the Carroll Tigers are tied with the King Mustangs. Both teams have seven apiece. In the first quarter, the Victoria West Warriors are leading the Moody Trojans 14-0. to zero. And uh, actually, the Gregory Portland Wildcats are also leading the Teloso Midway Warriors 13-0. to zero. And uh, the Pleasanton Eagles are leading the Beeville Trojans 7-0 right now in the first quarter. Back to you, Mike. All right, that's Brian Katana, our producer, helping us out with the Rabelais INE scoreboard. We'll be checking, out, uh, checking in with him throughout the evening. Thank you for being with us on a Friday night. The Wildcats opted to back up Flower Bluff. The five yards are going to have them re-kick again. On those spooks kicks, you got to hang on towards the sidelines a little bit. But if, you're, if your kicker doesn't understand how to play the win, and he does it as there's no win, the win we have tonight is going to push it out of bounds. That's what happened on the first one. Number 80, Reed. Tees it up at the 35. He approaches high. And over in kick, this one's going to be taken by Reese Barrett at the 30-yard line. Barrett looking like a tank, coming up across the field, has a wall in front of him, trying to get to the outside, and he's going to get to the 44-yard line. And Boy, that was a load coming at, uh, at the uh, visitor's sideline right here. Yes, sir, it sure is. Reese is a big boy. Trying to see who's going to come in at quarterback. Looks like Lamb is still trying to – Walk off that knee injury. He's right in front of us, so it will be number five for Chris. Well, at this point right now, it might be best I could just keep him out of the game until next week. He's saving for playoffs. Make sure he doesn't get any, anything else injured. Horse Chris, shotgun formation. Hawkins to his left, and off to Hawkins. Hawkins on the right side. Loses the ball, comes out loose, and there's a scramble for the ball. And we'll see who comes up with it. There's a lot of Hornet defenders around the play hoping that one of our linemen may have come up with it. And it did. Big number 74 just tossed the ball to the uh, official. Great play by number 74, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, the loaded stuff. Good young man, very strong, very stout. Down the bottom of that ball, and I guarantee he could get ball from somebody. Hawkins, who had the uh, ninth run, and the ball came loose. Saw Hawkins last week nursing that left shoulder, and he's wearing a brace tonight on that left side. A.J. Brown, the young freshman, in at running back. Stands to the right of Chris. Brown takes the handoff, going up field. Brown breaking tackles. And again, Brown is so quick. Doesn't even look like he's doing much, but he picks up about 12 yards on the play. Yes, yeah, that's his first play. That young man is going to be a heck of a ball play. He saw that hole on a stretch play between those linemen and hit it just as fast as a mosquito <laughs> attack. Hawkins <laughs> needed eight. Brown picks up about 10 to 11. Two young men in the backfield. Brown, only a freshman. Chris, who was the quarterback last year, now finds himself leading this Wildcat offense. Again, hand off to Brown. Brown puts his hand down. This time, loses his footing, and it's going to be uh, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. We'll call it second down and 10. You know, 
Bob Westfield does look real nice, but I had to have noticed that these kids slipping once in a while. I don't know if it's just the turf being so new right now. It's still a little slick. Well, we saw the uh, kicker on the opening play of the game, you know, when uh, Chris was taking that return. Reed just slipped on the turf. So, yeah, we have teams tonight. Good observation. Second down and 10. We are tied up at seven apiece. Chris in a quarterback. Trying to hand off with the duck. Duff unable to hold on to the ball, and he's still trying to fight for yards. And, uh, you know, again, when you make that change of quarterback, coach, the timing is just a little off. They're used to taking that, you know, that handoff from their starting quarterback. Right, yes, and it just, you know, just a matter of inches. And uh, Duff wasn't able to hold on to that handoff, and he's going to lose five yards on the play, third down and 15. We were very lucky to get ball bounced back up into his arms right there. Two plays on this drive, but we put the ball on the carpet. You can't do that against this fly bluff team. No, sir, you cannot. Turnovers, you can't really do that against anything. Turnovers will kill you. Nathan Robbie splits to the near side along with Hobbs. Brown lines up to the left of Chris. Fakes to Brown. Pressure coming up. Chris is going to be brought down. He's going to be brought down by number 33. And a man was open downfield, but no time for Chris to look up. Isaiah Cyber, the uh, linebacker, quickly blitzing and getting to uh, number five, Forrest Chris. Yes, sir. I think that uh, linebacker through there, uh, he just hit a gap for our opportunity, and I don't want to pick him up. He's able to make that shot. Now we have to punt the ball. Well, the only good thing about it is we have the window up back, so if we get the ball up in the air as a punter, it should go He's a pretty good kick. Nathan Robbie, number 10, will come in to punt. He only drops back maybe five or six yards. Yeah, he needs to be back a little further than that. Oh. Rugby-style kick, and Robbie doesn't quite get his foot into this one, and it's going to roll out of bounds at the 37-yard line. One of those times, Coach, where you may have tried too hard to get too much under it. Well, uh, he got to it. There was a guy that reached out there and got his hand on it. it that's why he can't be five yards to the line of scrimmage in the punt formation. He's got to be back a little bit further. Six minutes and 58 seconds. Flower Bluff will take over first down and 10. We'll see where they spot it. They will spot it at the 38-yard line. The big, big defensive stand right here. We need to get a good stop and try and get the ball back before, before halftime. Definitely going to need to let Flower Bluff score. Six minutes, 58 seconds. Hand off to Clayton. Clayton hit in the backfield. And he's going to lose a couple of yards on the play. Clayton kind of uh, took a funny hit there. Yeah, Moni Boo looking to go. Six legs right out front. Steve Lamb still trying to jog in front of the uh, visiting bench here. Bobcat linebackers making their adjustments. I block with the four wide receivers. Running back stands to the left of Brewer and off to Clayton. Trying to come up the middle. Clayton, again, breaking tackles. Clayton at the 50. And number seven, Kalani Ibarra will finally bring him down. And now he's just kind of spreading out that defense, Coach. Yes, sir. Uh, you got the big splits. Another defensive lineman open up. And they were able to hit that uh, zone replay. That young man made a heck of a tough back, hit the middle, and took off. It was, again, probably a touchdown second tackle by Kalani right there. Nice open field tackle by number seven, Kalani Ibarra. 
Our bluff with the ball at the 45-yard line of the Wildcats. First down at 10. Quick pass in the flat to number 15. Trying to get around the outside. And big time holding number two. Looked like he was trying to ask Hewardine for a dance. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, on a quick wide receiver screen there. And uh, the two inside receivers tried to block him. Number two receiver that call for a hold and trying to pull this pull one of our defenders back inside. After the penalty, it'll back up our bluff 10 yards. Proud. Showing their appreciation. That's, with the exception of the uh, kick going out of bounds, that's the first penalty against Flower Bluff tonight. Yes, sir. First down, we'll call it not quite 20. Shotgun formation. Takes to the running back, and Kalani broke on it quickly, and the ball just sails over his hands, but Kalani Ibarra read that one all the way. Going to pick up a second down and 19. Dangerous play to about Flower Bluff. That pass is a little lower. Kalani's walking into the end zone. Everybody left you stand on Bluff. Second down and long. And off to Clayton, coming to the uh, near side. Number 73 on the tackle for the uh, Wildcats, coming up with the uh, big play. Booyah. Bring up a third down and 16 for the uh, Flower Bluff Hornets. That's almost a fun name to say. Booyah. <laughs> Sounds like something you might yell before you go to war. <laughs> We are tied up at seven apiece. Big third now play for the uh, Hornets. Chips split wide up top. Brewer going to step up in the pocket, and he's going to be brought down by one hand by number 73, Monib Ula. Now, here's a guy who's six foot six, 240 pounds, and to be able to pull him down with one hand on a dead run just shows the strength of Monib Ula. The uh, young man works very hard in the weight room. That shows right there. Two men will drive back for the Wildcats. Great stand for the Cats to get back and forth and make a punt on that, uh, in this situation for halftime. Just for halftime. Honor stands at his 35. Our bluff now shifting. Half on the way. Honor gets it away, but Wildcats... Nice pressure. Kalani Ibarra takes the return. Kalani Ibarra going upfield. Ibarra will go. Uh, I thought he was his forward possession was uh, had been stopped, coach, but the ball came loose. But now you have flags on the play. Our bluff celebrating that they've recovered the ball, but again, it looked like Kalani. No, they, they gave him the ball. They just signaled. Signal flower bluff ball just in. Not sure what the flag's for, though. It must have been against us because they just showed decline from flower bluff. Well, they, they're also showing that it's Cal Island football, but uh, these officials have been confused from the word go. We saw them earlier. Almost 30 seconds went off the clock. And they just showed the possession for Cal Allen. 
but it's going to be Flyerbluff with the gift. Three minutes, 49 seconds. Brewer, shotgun formation. Makes the handoff. Brewer cutting up field and uh, not any room. Looks like Escobar making the tackle. Yes, sir. I think those guys just justify. He's a sophomore. He's a heck of a ball player. Doing a great job for us now. Coach, one of the things I always say, the best officiating crew are the crews that go unnoticed. They go unnoticed. They've done their job. And any time they impact the game, as much as we've seen in the first half, it's just really disappointing. Brewer, looking back, pump faking. Now he's going to launch it upfield, looking for his wide receiver. And number one is going to take the interception in the end zone, and it'll be Cal Allen football. Again, there's that play where you just kind of throw it up. And that time, number one, John Gaddis, John Gaddis comes up with it. That's a heck of a play. He had perfect position, timed it just right, went up, picked that ball with his hands, and pulled it down. Can't do it any better than that. And I will get this ball on the 20-yard line after the interception by Brewer. They play by Gaddis. Don't want to make excuses for this uh, Wildcat flower buff matchup, but on a key play at the goal line, you know, you saw Brewer who was stripped, and they blew the whistle immediately to stop yeah. his uh, forward you know, progression. And then on that play, you saw Kalani being wrapped up for almost, you know, three or four seconds, right. and the whistle never blew. And, it, and, and he had two or four players while Bluff hanging all over and pushing him backwards. Hand off. A.J. Brown, number 40. Not much room, and he's going to be brought down. No gain on the play. Horace Chris is the quarterback, and Stanner may have been some miscommunication on that play. Asking, you know, you can see him picking his hands up, asking Forrest uh, what play did he run. We are tied up at 7. 7-7. Seven, seven. 2 minutes, 42 seconds. No gain on the play. Second down and 10. Handoff. Fake the handoff. Quarterback keeper Chris coming around the left side. It's a nice block, and the blocker actually takes his van and knocks out the quarterback Chris. Nice play again by number one, Gaddis, picking up enough for the first down. It's a good block by John Gaddis. And, uh, of course, Chris coming around the edge there and gained the first enough yards. Down. Heck of a fake, though. I really thought Brown had the uh, ball. Yes, sir. That was a really good fake. First down and 10. Clock stops with the uh, quarterback being pushed out of bounds. Trip splits to the top. Nathan Robbie, single wide out to the near side. Takes a uh, handoff to Brown, shall I say. Brown getting around the outside. Brown still fighting for yards, and he's going to get to the uh, 40-yard line. And, again, what, what looks to be a, a simple carry, Coach, looks to be about nine yards. Yeah, so we're going to replay that. The uh, defense mid went out to try to stop both of them, and Chris uh, handed the ball to Brown, and he was able to get the edge. And he did get the first down. did get the first. I thought he got nine. They gave him ten. Okay, same with the uh, spread formation. 
Chris has taken over at quarterback. Robbie split wide to the right. Brown takes the handoff. Not much room. Maybe a yard on the play. And we're in 64 out of that big little guard track to pull to the right, trying to kick and lead up in the hole. And, uh, they were able to stuff that for no gain. Maybe a gain of one or two there. I'll give me not quite two yards on the play. We'll call it second down and eight. Gage Lamb on a quarterback keeper was hit inside the five-yard line. And he has been on the sideline since. Second down and eight. Low snap. Chris recovers. Now looking downfield. Looking for number three, Hobbs. And he's got it. Hobbs trying to get to the end zone. And he's going to take it in. Yeah! 58-yard touchdown pass from Forrest Chris. To number three, Bill Hobbs. That was a heck of a play. That ball fluttered a little bit because of the wind. I didn't even think Bill Hobbs saw it for a minute. All of a sudden, it just landed in his hands, and he took off and left the defender behind. Good play, good throw, good catch. 53 seconds remaining before the half. Point after coming up by Wilson. Half on the way, Wilson with the kick. This one's straight enough, and it's through the upright. 53 seconds, Wildcats take a 14-7 lead over Flower Bluff. I'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTS. Clear. No, no, you're good. I'm just trying to... That was Hobbs, right? Yes. How much time, Brian? We've got about 20 seconds left. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Wilson with the swift kick. This one bouncing off the hands of number 33. Now picks it up. Trying to cut up field, and he's uh, going to get a nice return after muffing the uh, kickoff with the far bluff. We'll uh, take over first down and 10 at the 35-yard line. They're going to spot it at the 33. Good job by Brent, Brent Gomez. They were stopped at it. It looked like he might have broken that out for a long game if they hadn't hit. Uh, Brent had not made that play. Under a minute to play here. In the second quarter, Wildcats with a 14-7 lead with 46 seconds remaining here before the half. Snap. Brewer hands off to the running back, trying the left side, and that defense there to swallow him up. Escobar, yes, along with Ula and 
monster bite. That front line continues to dominate. They've been a force all year, and they continue that tonight. Yes, sir. They're three very strong, very uh, big young men that take care of the job up front. Second down, we'll call it eight. Pressure. Four, looking downfield, looking for his wideout. Has a man wide open at the 50-yard line, trying to come across the field. Gets the block, trying to get it on the outside. Lively, trying to get him. Lively, unable to get to him. What you didn't want to happen before halftime, and Flower Bluff striking in a hurry. Well, you know, sir, we do not need that to happen right now. That means they're going to go in halftime with momentum and, and, uh, and the ball game. Unless we can get a, kick, a great kick return. And I don't know. We'll have one second. And it's possible. Brewer able to connect with number 11, Ransom Johnson. We got a couple of really good blocks from his other receivers downfield. Not wasting any time. One second on the clock. This one through the uprights, but we do have a flag on the play. Coach, again, one second remaining here before half. We were offside there. I'm sure they'll decline that. The uh, kick was good. Defense coming off the field, you can tell they are not happy with themselves. We just talked about not wanting to give up a big play before halftime. Yes, sir. And the wide receiver was wide open at the middle of the field, number 11, Johnson. Picked up a couple of key uh, blocks. Looks like Lively may have had a chance inside the 10-yard uh, line, Coach. And was, just think about it. One second left. If he gets him down inside the 10, you're going into halftime. Yes, sir. That's a heck of a hustle by Lava because he was on cut in coverage on the other side of the field. He came all the way across the field trying to take that young man down and almost caught him. Ivana and Weishart will drop back deep. Look for Flower Bluff to do a little squib kick here to wind out this clock. Yeah, so probably squib it right down the middle there. Make sure they don't kick it deep any of our guys that are speedy. Number 80, Reed, tees it up at the 40. Extra point was good after the 65-yard touchdown pass, and we are tied up at 14. I've seen us have a return right, return left, and we're trying to hit him in the middle this time. Reed puts over to the sideline. Now he'll approach. Squib kick. This one taken by a lineman and just taken a knee is number 36, Heath Thomas, and we are going to go in the half tied up at 14 apiece. Wildcats giving up the big play right before halftime and giving Flower Bluff momentum here going into halftime. We'll be back with the uh, halftime show brought to you by MC Welding and Fabrication right here on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Two minutes, two minutes. All right.
Hey, Brian, we're going to send it to you here shortly for a uh, scoreboard. All right, sounds good. It's hot in here. Yes, it is. That thing even on? It shows 80. I don't know if that's the temperature it is in here. Or... Ten seconds. Thanks, Brian. Five seconds. All right, welcome to the MC Welded Fabrication Halftime Show. Coming to you from Flyer Bluff Stadium, I'm Mike Guerrero, alongside Coach Champlain. Our uh, statistician tonight, Coach Jeff Brotherton, working hard to our left. And our producer, Brian Katana working back at the studio. We'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. We are tied up at 14 apiece here at Flower Bluff Stadium. Wildcats took the opening kickoff. Horace Chris got a huge return, 70-yard return, gave the Wildcats the ball on the 20-yard line. Flower Bluff defense came up with a huge stop, not allowing the Wildcats in the end zone, and Flower Bluff took over on their own 20-yard line. Flower Bluff also couldn't do anything on their first drive. Three and out, they were forced to punt. 7.47, Wildcats took the ball on their own 26-yard line. They go on a 74-yard drive, capped off with a 26-yard touchdown pass, and it was Forrest Chris connecting with uh, Nathan Robbie on his first play of the game. Gabe Lamb had just left the game with a uh, left knee injury, so Chris comes in on the opening play and connects that gives the Wildcats a 7-0 lead. 3:09 on the ensuing kickoff. Lauer Bluff takes over on their own 37. Lauer Bluff with a 63-yard drive. It's capped off by a one-yard touchdown one run by their quarterback, Cody Brewer, tying up the game at 7 apiece. Not much action between both teams. One team fumbling the Wildcats. Lauer Bluff on the interception in the end zone by Gaddis. With three minutes and 40 seconds, that's where the Wildcats took over on the 20-yard line with three minutes and 11 seconds. 80 yards later, Wildcats find the end zone with under a minute to play on a 58-yard touchdown pass from Forrest Chris to Bill Hobbs. That was Chris' second touchdown of the night, making it 14-7, to Cal Allen. Wildcats took over with 46 seconds on their own 33-yard line. 67 yards later, on a second down and eight, Brewer was able to connect with Johnson on a 65-yard touchdown pass. Only one second remained before half, and that's where we go in tied up at 14 apiece. On our Rabbit Lake INE scoreboard, we're going to check in with our producer, Brian Katana. Brian, what do we have on our scoreboard? Right now at, uh, in the second quarter, the Carroll Tigers and the King Mustangs are tied 14 apiece. And uh, the Victoria West Warriors are leading the Moody Trojans, tr- Trojans 35-0. to zero. And uh, also in the second quarter, the Gregory, Gregory Portland Wildcats are leading the Toloso Midway Warriors 47-0. to zero. 
And also the Rockport Fulton Pirates are leading the Robstown Cotton Pickers 19-0 to in the second quarter. Back to you, Mike. All right, that's our producer, Brian Katana, helping us out on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. We have stats for you. We got top ten. We have a lot left coming at you. We ask you to keep it right here on the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Two minutes. Two minutes. All right, two minutes. Yeah. It's hot. It's cooler outside. There's an extra window. Hey, look. I wonder if we should maybe open the door. Is there a window over there, Coach? I think it's 80 degrees outside. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Gotcha. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding Fabrication Halftime Show. I'm Mike Guerrero alongside Coach Dan Plain. Coach Duke at home, uh, not feeling well. I texted me early this morning that uh, must to have a fog uh, or something. We uh, wish him the best. Hope he gets healthy and well. But uh, we are coming to you live from Fireblow Stadium. Our statistician, Coach uh, Mike Brotherson, has been busy here the first half putting these numbers together. And, and Coach, we've uh, one thing that I know that's going to stand out for me is the uh, three times that the Wildcats have put the ball in the carpet. Let's see what we got for our first half of the half. Yes, sir. That's uh, something that does hurt you in the game. Put the ball on the ground. Anyway, here we go. Cal Allen has uh, for, uh, eight first downs, uh, 54 yards rushing with 106 yards passing. I have a total of 160 yards for the game. We've got three penalties for 15 yards. Our uh, leading rushers are Lamb, uh, Gage Lamb, with eight, eight carries for 25 yards. Brown, five carries for 24 yards. And uh, Hawkins, uh, three carries for seven yards. Bassett, uh, Forrest Chris, is two for two, 84 yards, and two touchdowns. That's pretty good. That's a heck of a quarterback <laughs> rating right there. Yeah, if he gets this fast. Uh, Leave it like that for the rest of the night. He, he can double his numbers in the second half. Yes, sir. And then Lamb has uh, one of uh, one of two. I mean, passing 22 yards. 
Hop as uh, receiving two for 80 yards, one touchdown, and Robbie one for 26 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Callahan's out on the ball for 12 minutes and 22 seconds to the first half. Looking at five bluff, we have uh, five first downs, 64 yards rushing, 78 yards passing for a total of 142 yards. Penalties two for 15. Excuse me. Uh, rushing for them, Clayton has six carries for 57 yards. Brewer, nine carries for nine yards with one touchdown. Brewer has uh, and, uh Four completions out of eight attempts for 70 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Johnson uh, for Fly Bluff has two receptions for 70 yards and one touchdown. And Bull has one reception for six yards. Time of possession for Fly Bluff, seven minutes, 20 seconds. And it's been pretty even if you, if you uh, listen to all the stats there as far as yardage and time of possession. It's pretty close. But uh, about 18 yards difference in, in uh, yardage. And then time of guess is only about a minute apart for the two teams. So it's been pretty even ball game here in the first half. You mentioned Brewer, four for eight, 70 yards. One pass, 65 yards is what he connected right before halftime to go in half. So you see, you know, you take that away from Brewer, and he's been held in check pretty much yes, all night. Yes, sir. It's correct. That is very much correct. Great effort by the defense. They'll have to come out and work hard again in the second half. Their starting quarterback, Gabe Glam, went out of the game early. Uh, with three minutes and nine seconds remaining in the first quarter. We have not seen him since. Uh, left knee. He's been uh, running and jogging on the sideline, but this doesn't look 100%. Coaching staff may be holding out, you know, for precautionary measures, getting ready for next week and, and on into the playoffs. But, you know, Chris hasn't done a bad job. Uh, we just have to stop putting the ball on the carpet, take care of the ball, and uh, good things will happen. Yes, sir. Chris is a very capable uh, backup. He does a good job in practice uh, running with the second. Uh, he's very capable of running this team. I think he'll make some adjustments at halftime to help him out also. Did a great job last year leading this offense as well. And the uh, so he is experienced. He did run this offense last year. Coach Danaher and he's got on Wildcat. We are tied up at 14. You're listening to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. We have our sub varsity report coming up. We have our top 10 from around the state. We still have a lot to come at you. Right here on the MC Wally the Fabrication Halftime Show on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Two minutes. Two minutes. All right.
10 seconds. All right, I'm going to check in with you one more time before I give it to Coach Brotherton. All right, sounds All right. good. You got five seconds. Hey, Coach, I'm going to check in with the uh, scoreboard, and I'm going to hand you the headset. I'm going to send it back to us. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding Fabrication Halftime Show. We are tied up at 14 apiece, coming to you from the Hornets' nest. And uh, in any game, you always talk about key plays, whether it be before the game, after the game, winning the trenches, holding on to the ball. But I want to talk about four key plays in this first half that have been huge plays that are going to go unnoticed, you know, by a lot of the fans. And I know it won't go unnoticed by Cal Allen, but the clock, 30 seconds came off the clock, at least 30 seconds. Into the game, as we went into halftime, there was only one second left. You would have had an opportunity to get a return. We know our men are dangerous. Kalani Ibarra and Gattis are probably two in the district that are, are very good return men. Second play, we called it fourth down and eight. The yard to gain had to be over the 40-yard line, between the 40 and the 39-and-a-half. Bob Bluff runs the play. They are at the 40-yard line. Defense celebrated. We thought we had the ball going over. Officials didn't even take a measurement. Gave Flower Bluff the first down. The drive continued. Third key play, Brewer. First down and goal at the one-yard line. Attempt to go to the goal line. Lunges forward. His forward momentum, he's still lunging. The ball is knocked loose. The defense recovers, but the officials blew their whistle early and ruled that his forward position had stopped very early with very next play. Same scenario. Almost three seconds, and Brewer lunges for that second attempt to find the end zone to tie up the game. Again, one more play to want to harp. Kalani Ibarra takes the uh, kickoff, goes upfield, gets to 20. He's surrounded by three or four Hornet players. His forward momentum had completely been stopped. He was being pushed laterally across the field. They stripped the ball, and they gave Flower Bluff the ball to take over possession. So, again, you hate to see the officials be a factor, but tonight, early with 24 minutes, I've seen nothing but zebras in the house, and I don't. If I wanted to see zebras, I'd go to the zoo. You know, so again, not you know, Flower Bluff is a very talented. They're an excellent team, and they do not need help from these officials. And that's my rant for the night. And I'm going to check in with our producer for our Rabelais INE scoreboard, Brian Katana. Right now, uh, there's a tied game in the second quarter between the Refugio Bobcats and the Ganado Hornets. They're at seven apiece. In the second quarter, the Dilly Wolves scored 21 against the Hebronville Longhorns, who have scored 14 right now. And another game in halftime is the Yoakum Bulldogs against the Eagleside Mustangs. The Bulldogs are leading the Mustangs 12-0. to And in the second quarter, the Aranza pa- Aranzas Pass Panthers are trailing the San Diego Vaqueros 6-13. Back to you, Mike. All righty. Well, we're going to actually come back to talk to Mike Brotherton. Uh, we're going to go over our uh, middle school report right now and kind of give you our updates on our scores that we had Tuesday night. Uh, we will start off with our seventh grade who played uh, at home on Tuesday night. Uh, had a set of three games there, starting off with that silver team. Uh, those guys uh, played well, came away with the victory, 24-6. to And then at the uh, 
white team level to B team level. They had a tough game there. They ended up losing uh, 12 left, uh, 26-20. And then the uh, maroon team came out uh, for the final game and ended up taking it to 12 left, winning big 32-6. to and Then moving on to our eighth grade uh, level, we had to travel over here to Flower Bluff. And uh, we started it off with our uh, silver team coming out strong, winning big 24 to 6. And then uh, the, the white team came over and, and kind of had a little bit of a stumble. I was driving the bus over here with my team. And uh, as soon as I pulled up, you know, I see our guy running for about 95 yards scoring. I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be a good game. And then I looked at the scoreboard. That was a uh, uh extra point conversion. Ended up fumbling or we intercepted. I couldn't, I don't know what it was, but. Our guy runs it all the way back for two points. Uh, unfortunately, that was all the scoring we had. We ended up losing 28-2. to two. And we moved on to our final game of the night with the Maroon team. And uh, we're struggling right now. And it, it's just been tough for our guys. We've lost three games. Uh, it, it's been tough. We've come over here. We beat Flyer Bluff the, the first go-round when they came to our place. Uh, we come over here to Flyer Bluff, play a good game uh, for a little while. And uh, they just kind of started taking over. Uh, you know, we're a small team. We've, we've got about 15 players on our team and you know, kind of square out towards the end. Uh, they, they took pounding to us and beat us 28-0. to zero. So at the uh, middle school level, we had a little bit of a tough time. So uh, we will next week have our uh, game. We'll go to uh, CCISD schools again. Uh, Victoria, since we don't travel up to there, we'll be playing Kathy. Kathy, uh, seventh grade level. We'll be coming over to Cal Island, and then the eighth grade level will be going over to Cabinetsville to play Kathy there. Uh, so that'll begin Tuesday night as well. How about the uh, freshman level and the uh, J- uh, uh, JV team? Well, we played uh, Thursday night against Wild uh, Bluff. And first game was uh, the B team, or the freshman B team. Those young men went out and played a hard game. Came away with their first win, 16-8. So they did an excellent job. Uh, worked real hard, and they'll be playing Victoria East next week. And the uh, A team went out and, and played a heck of a game, and it was hard fought. And, and we had to come up just a couple points short. The score was 24-22. We lost that one. And, uh, but again, it jumped in fought hard through that whole game. It was a real tough game for both teams. And then the JV uh, came out and just put a whooping on. That's, well, what, well. That, that's what I hear. <laughs> And we had uh, backup quarterbacks running the show, didn't right. we? Right, it ended up being 49 to 8. And, uh, yeah, the starting quarterback for JV was out and, and uh, had, to use, had to use their backup quarterback to uh, finish that game. But uh, that's a good job by those young men. So uh, all, all those teams will be traveling to uh, Victoria East on Thursday. It's going to be around the area. Come out and, uh, come out and watch sports, uh, Skyline Wildcats. We certainly appreciate it. And while I have it, Mike, in a second, I want to make sure to tell everybody to, to uh, remember those folks in Mexico. In that first, those folks that hurricane, level five hurricanes coming in, and uh, over 200 mile an hour winds. I couldn't imagine being in that path. So if, you, if you're a praying person, then you might want to put us in that prayer for those folks down there. Definitely so. And of course, that's what we're going to be looking at here probably tomorrow and Sunday with all that rain coming across as well. Uh, we're supposed to get the remnants of that in, in uh, tropical. Probably on top weather, so good at flooding in the area. Definitely so. We're going to move on now to our uh, Harris ratings uh, top ten. Uh, we're going to start off with the Class 2A Division 2, and uh, coming in at number 10 is Vega. At number 9, uh, Crosbyton, LaPryor, and Luis, Munster. At number 5 is Paul City. Number 4 is Seagraves. Number 3, Ivan. 
At number two is Albany, and at number one is Friedman. At the uh, Division One level is uh, New Deal coming in at 10, and followed by Mark, Stratford, Shelbyville, Crawford, Alto's in at number five, Perfurio's coming in at four, uh, Mason at number three, Shiner at two, and Canadian at number one. Moving on to the Class 3A divisions, uh, Division 2, number 10, uh, close near us is the Odom, uh, number 9, Blanco, Newton, Post, Idaloo, Eastland, Cisco, Wascom, number 2, Franklin, and at number 1, East Bernard. The uh, Division 1 rankings at uh, number 10 is Malakoff, uh, Grandview, Kirbyville, East Chambers, Teague, Wall, Rock, Mineola, Pottsboro and Cameron Yo coming in at number one. Class 4A division, uh, number, division two. At number 10 is Atlanta. Number nine, Bellevue. Or Belleville, I'm sorry. At number eight is Orange Grove. Seven is Gidding. Uh, Sentence coming in at number six, Sweetwater, Selena, Navarro, Gilmer. And at number one is West Orange Star. On the uh, division one ranking, coming in at uh, number 10, Evelyn. Uh, Wild, Kaufman, Stratford, Kilgore, Liberty, Luke, China Spring, Waco, La Vega, at three is Argyle, Kennedale is at number two, and Navasota is at number one. Moving on to the 5A ranking, we have uh, the notables uh, for our district at 224 is Moody, uh, 199 Miller, 94 is PM. And then uh, Atlas is coming in at 110, 106 is GP. Flower Bluff at 73, Victoria East 63, Victoria West at 36, and uh, we've moved up a couple of notches. Uh, Cal Allen sitting at number 17 now. <laughs> at number 10 is Marshall, uh, Mansfield Summit, 9, Crosby, 8, Kirby. Uh, Kerrville Tyvee is sitting at 7, Alito's at 6, Austin Vandegrift at 5, uh, Richmond Foot Branch 4. Mansfield, Lake Ridge, three, Temples at number two, Cedar Park sitting at number one. Class 6A ranking, uh, one of the notables, of course, uh, important game going on tonight with uh, King and Carroll. <laughs> Carroll sitting at 112, King sitting at 107. And then uh, at number 10, Spring Westfield, Klein Collins, Westlake, Ulysses Trinity, Lake Travis coming in at number six, Alvin Manville is at five, Buffalo Steel, four, Cedar Hill at three. Number two is Katie, and sitting at the number one is Allen. And that's your uh, Harris Ratings uh, top ten for the week. And we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. You're listening to Cal Allen Wildcat Football on KKTX 1360. Clear. <laughs> Uh, you, you can't see. Cool, well, we got. Hey, bro, we got like uh, three minutes and fifty seconds left, so I, I don't know how long get uh, Mike's not back up here, so I don't know how long you want to run a commercial for. <laughs> uh, you want me to do two minutes? Yeah, I think uh, I guess about a minute when we get back. Not, if they're not careful, I may have to. Well, I have to 
by the end of the game, I'm going to be like, third quarter, I'm going to be up here on the season. If he didn't come out jogging, he's probably going to be nice. Yeah, but he was high dog. I'm going to go out there jogging. I'm going to get it out with him. What do we got, bud? Coming down on 10 seconds right now. All right. I don't see him. Five seconds. All right, players are uh, coming back on the field now. I have time. It's just about a wood. Got about 30 seconds left. Getting ready to uh, kick off the second half here. Looking forward to a great second half of these two teams. MC World in the Fabrication Halftime. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, hanging out with us. A lot, to, uh, a lot of information to pass on you, Coach. Uh, Budgeting, giving you the uh, sub-varsity report, the top 10 from around the state. There's so much information. We try to keep you updated on what's going on in the state as the uh, playoffs are approaching. Wildcats have secured a playoff spot. Uh, they will be in the Division II bracket with a win tonight. They can be uh, at least one win out of the two games. They'll be co-champs, and if they can win out both games uh, tonight and next week, they will be outright district champs. So that's what's on the line tonight. Uh, we did lose our quarterback, Gabe Salam. So, again, those are the circumstances you're dealt with. Next man up. Tonight we've seen Chris do a good job, and uh, we'll see what, uh, you know, what the Calvin Wildcats can do here in the second half. I watched the young man come out. I have not seen Gage Lamb in, uh, come from the uh, locker room as of yet, but he is probably done for the night. We're being told he is not uh, coming out in the second half, and he does. He will be in street clothes. So, look for Forrest Chris uh, to uh, finish out the night at quarterback. We'll see if they make a change on uh, the cornerback spot. He's been going both ways tonight. So, uh, again, that just kind of makes it a little tough when, when you're having to, you know, never come off the field as a quarterback going to the, uh, the defensive side. They'd like to be able to talk to your linemen, your receivers, and, and talk to your offensive coordinator to see what uh, they're seeing that you're not. We'll see what the uh, coaching staff does here in the second half, see if they make any adjustments uh, with uh, Horace Crisp, who looks to be uh, at the helm for the remainder of the night here against these Flower Bluff Hornets. We are tied up at 14 apiece. Uh, coming to you live from Flower Bluff, the uh, Hornets nest on a uh, Friday night, 79 degrees, very humid. Uh, on the way over here, we had some rain drops, but uh, for the most part, the uh, rain has stayed away. The radar is just uh, uh, lit up like a uh, rainbow. It's all around us. Uh, we just uh, need to get 24 minutes into the, uh, into the book to, to wrap this game up, but it's coming in off the Gulf, you know, down by the Valley, North Brownsville right now. And all we're hoping is to get another 24 minutes of this game in to be able to, to, to take this one home. Uh, we talked about it before the game. What you want to be able to do is come in, uh, you know, win this game and walk away injury-free. And so far tonight, uh, you know, losing your quarterback is a huge blow for this Carolina Wildcat offense. We'll see what, uh, how Gates Lamb is. We do understand he's not coming back out here in the second half dressed out. So, uh as the Flower Bluff Hornets have made their way onto the field, 
We're going to take our last break right here on the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. We'll be back with the opening kickoff of the third quarter. Clear. One minute. One minute. All right, one minute. You got some scores to give us? Yeah, I got them up. Okay, cool. I'll, uh, when you come back, I'll... Uh... I'll send it to you. All right, sounds good. Ten seconds. Five seconds. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding Fabrication Halftime Show. The Wildcats, who uh, started the game receiving, will now kick off uh, number 87. We'll kick off with the Carolina Wildcats. That's Trent Wilson. He'll tee it up at the 40-yard line. We get ready to start the third quarter. I'd like to thank everybody for staying with us. We are underway. High kick. This one's going to be taken at the 25-yard line, number two, taking the return, going to the right side, quickly making the tackle is number 20 for the Wildcats, Devin Newker. And young man's pretty fast. He's on the field in a hurry. He's just uh, moved in this way this year, and has done a good job filling in for us where we needed him. First down and 10 for Flower Bluff. They'll start this drive at the 37-yard line. And we'll drive from uh, right to left on your radio dial. We'll check in with our uh, scoreboard here shortly with uh, our producer, Brian Katana. Shotgun formation, two men in the backfield. Twins flip to the near side, single wide out up top. Brewer looking downfield, stepping up in the pocket. Has pressure, now trying to get around the outside. He's going to dump it off. This one will bounce from the carpet, and a flag coming out late. Is that a flag across the field? Nope, it's not. I think there was an in and in package going across the field. Maybe that's what it was. Something yellow on the field. Second down and 10 after the incomplete pass. Brewers, 6'6", 240 pounds. Three-year letterman for uh, this uh, Flower Bluff team. Handoff, right up the middle. Nice play by Escobar, clogging up the middle, along with uh, Reese Barrett, the linebacker, coming up to fill the hole. Yeah, good job by both of young men filling that hole. Justice, he's that nose guard. He has to take care of both ADFs on either side of the spinner. and had a tough job. He did a great job for that. Going to bring up a third down and long. Third and nine, opening drive of the uh, third quarter. For the Flyblow Hornets. Shotgun formation Brewer. Navigates the field. Now takes the snap. Looking, stepping up in the pocket, looking for his wide out, and it's going to be broken up nicely by number 23. Right there on the coverage is Austin Weishart. Great defensive play by the uh, Wildcat corner who's taken over for Forrest Chris on the opposite side. Yes, uh, Austin's not as big as Forrest, but he's very fast, real quick. 
and uh, he'll, he'll do a good job out there for us. Give, give uh, Chris a good, a good break off the defense so he can handle that quarterback for this. On formation for the uh, Flower Bluff Hornets. Two men deep for the Wildcats. They're a little deep for this time. Hopefully they won't pick it over their head again. High snap. Broughton almost got there. High punt. This one's going to bounce, and it's going to take a Hornet roll, and it's going to go into the end zone. Wildcats catch a break. Nice punt by the punter, but it rolls into the end zone. Like 70 yards almost, wasn't it? 62-yard punt is what we're being told. 10-51 remaining in this period. 10-51, and the Wildcats will come out for their first possession of the uh, second half. As we do that, we're going to check in with our producer, Brian Katana, on our Rabelais Tiny scoreboard. Brian, what do you have? Got a few games here at halftime. Uh, the King Mustangs and the Carroll Tigers are tied at 14 apiece. Uh, the Victoria West Warriors against the Moody Trojans have scored 42, and the Trojans have yet to score. That game is at halftime also. And uh, the Beeville Trojans have scored 14 against the Pleasanton Eagles at halftime. And uh, in the first quarter, the Ray Texans have scored three against um, the Southeast, the San Antonio East Central Hornets. Back to you, Mike. All right, that's Brian Katana on our Rappalese INE scoreboard. On the uh, first play from scrimmage, number 35, Reese Barrett has checked in in the backfield, and he's going to pick up what's supposed to be about six yards on the play. It'll bring up second down and four for the uh, Wildcats. Uh, just a foul play. You know, we call it 34 foul there over the right side. Good move up there. It's game six yards there. Wildcats looking to uh, control the clock. They come out with their wing T formation, two tight end set. And off the ground, Brown going to the left side. Brown breaking tackle, had one man to beat in a nice open field tackle. Otherwise, Brown is still running. Yeah, that's a buck sweep. They call it 49. Both guys full. Everybody else watched down. We got a good kick down and move up. And boy, he just hit that hole in a hurry. Safety 22 for Flyer Bluff with a touchdown saving tackle. That's uh, Henry Hoffman coming up from the uh, safety position, makes a tackle on Brown. That young man's going to be a heck of a ball player in a couple more years. He's pretty good at now. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Off sweep to Barrett. Coming on the near side. Has some blockers in front of him. Cuts it up the old Barrett. Still on his feet. And Barrett's going to pick up right at 9, 10 yards. And they're going to move the chance. Yes, didn't even look at it. That was uh, 28 right there. Just had one guy pulling. Down in the same play. As the, uh, as the 49, just a little different blockers team, though. I'll catch with the ball on the 49-yard line of the uh, Hornets. Looks like we're not going to mess with it too much more as far as square. We're going to just try and drive it down their throats to get right. out of here. Tied up at 14 apiece. Quarterback keeper, Chris, saw a bubble on the left side. He took it, and he's going to pick up to be about five yards play. Well, with their defensive lineman, they lose gaps in there sometimes. And if you see Joe, he's a yeah, little goose play where he works up there and touches that center, and they just go real fast. Five yards on first down, not a bad play. I'll take five yards every time. Our bluff making the change on the interior lineman, bringing in number 90. The big tackle, St. Axe, is now taking over in the middle. Chris, under center. 
And off the Brown. Finally going around the outside. Brown uh, looks like he's going to pick up a couple of yards on the play. He's going to get to the 41-yard line, or we'll see where they spot him. This uh, line judge in front of us had him at the 49. Now they're going to back him up. Be about the 43. Bring up a third down. We'll call it four to go. Yard to gain is just inside the 40-yard line. Well, we ran 49 again on that last play, but they were able to string it out a little better. Shotgun formation. This time they fake it to Barrett. Chris will keep it. Chris will lunge forward, and he's going to have enough for the first down. That's a good job by Chris. You know that little song replay, and the defensive end kept stepping out, following the running back, but he pulled it, went back up the middle. Standing about 10 yards there for the first down. Clock moving, and you're really you're keeping the offense from far bluff off the field. Yes, sir. That's a very important thing right now. If we can keep this time of possession way up, 7.33 left in, the pat, in this quarter, in third quarter, we'll be doing a good job. I'll catch again. Well, they're two tight ends that they go with their power formation. This time they're going to shift into the uh, shotgun formation. Brown motions out of the backfield. Give it to Barrett. Barrett stopping on a dime, trying to cut it upfield. He's going to be hit by number one, making the stop. No gain on the play. It'll be second down and ten. Yeah, that was a good replay again. They stressed it out where we couldn't get upfield. Good job by the five left defense, stretching that play out, stopping us. No gain. Maybe even a little off there. Looks like he's stuck in 11 now. Arkansas okay, driving left to right. Our bluff on their opening drive. Three and out. They were forced to punt. Wildcats took over on the 20-yard line. Now looking at a second down and 11. Chris, who was under center, now backs up in the shotgun formation. Looking downfield. Looking for his wide receiver. Looking for number 24. And it looks like it'll be incomplete. There is a flag on the play. But we'll see if it's going to be against the defense or will they call armbar against the offense. It's possibly against the defense. It looked like he bumped in pretty hard after, and we're rolling down the field a little ways after the five yards. You're allowed to put your hands on the receiver. Referee will go over to the uh, home yeah. sideline to make the call. I'm surprised he didn't catch that thing. It hit him in the hands, but that defender was able to get a hand in there and knock it out. Boy, it was sure shouldn't look like it should have been a catch. Yeah. Holding will be against the uh, Fly Bluff Hornets. Yeah, so that will give them a, uh, a five yard penalty. Only coach. It's going to give them. Trying to look at the chains. They have yeah. marked first down, but they haven't moved the chain. Should be an automatic first down. Defensive holding. There we go. They're moving them now. All right. Five yard penalty, automatic first down for defensive holding. So that's handoff. Correct call. Barrett. Jumping over the uh, pile. Not much room. Maybe a couple of yards on the play for the uh, big linebacker, fullback, Reed Barrett. Well, they're making it hard now on our offensive linemen. If you'll notice, the defensive linemen are basically laying out and cutting our offensive linemen where we can't. It makes it hard to block in that middle there or get our guards out around the edge. So, might have to make some adjustments here in a second on that. Give him a nice pickup. Almost three yards on the play. Second down and seven for the uh, Wildcat offense. A clock down to 10 seconds. Barb Ruff, nine men on the line of scrimmage. Down to three. Chris takes the snap. 
Makes it to Robert, keeps it himself, and he's going to go upfield. Ball comes loose. Fourth time tonight that the ball's come loose. The Wildcats are able to fall on it. But, again, that's, you just can't have that, Coach, in, uh, you know, this late in the season, turning the ball over. Four times tonight we put the ball on the carpet. No, sir, and I know these young men have got to put both hands on that football when they get in traffic. For some reason, they get out there to see about doing that sometimes. Third down in the one for the Wildcats. Chris had enough of the first down. Ball came loose and came back a couple of yards, and it's going to bring up a third down play for the Cal Island Wildcats. Barrett in the backfield. Chris under center. Wildcats overload the left side. Handoff will be to Barrett. Barrett needs one. And uh, Barrett, not a tip tolling, but it looks like he will have enough for the first down, and they will lose the change. Yes, they do it. They have four minutes and 54 seconds remaining in the third quarter right now. Tied up 14-14. Right, third down play, though, Coach. You really want to see your big fullback just get that hole and drive and play. Yeah. I want to see him dance. With recent size, if he just hits the hole, he's going to get to the four yards as big and strong as he is. But sometimes he, he does got to dance a little bit. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Shotgun formation. Looking to the right, Chris has a blocker in front of him, and he's going to take it upfield. He's going to be inside the 10-yard line. And, Coach, I can't see the clock, and I can't see where he landed. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be about three yards short of the first down. Right out, he's going to be second and three, four minutes left in the third. Second and three from the, what is that, the eight, eight-yard line. Just first box the first Got to get up and stand up and lean over the counter to get a look at the clock. Not only that, it's very hot in here. <laughs> Chris under center and a oh, flag on the play. Move the left tackle move. Movement and that will hurt you inside the uh, red zone. You get that penalty, especially when you're running the uh, trying to run the ball. That extra five yards just makes it tough to pick up. And first to the second, two, oh, two, or three, there. He's getting the first down now. He's up second and eight. Second, two, you can almost do anything. Even, you know, throw a pass gives you a lot of options. Now, second and eight makes it a little tougher. Wildcats overload the left side. Barrett in the backfield. And off will be to A.J. Brown. Loses his footing. Somehow stays on his feet. They're going to say he. His knee was down. I, he did slide down on that knee. I was going to say, he slid down. Looks like he got his hand, but uh, the official right there to make the call. So, uh, no gain on the play. Again, it's going to bring up third down and eight. Coach, now you're in a position. You, you know, you're kicking into the wind. You have two downs to make the eight yards. Now, I think Trent has a good enough way. He can make this from where we're at, back to 14. We don't gain any more yards. I believe he's, he's got a strong enough way kicking into this wind that he can make it from there. It'd be nice if we could get the first down and at least five, four, four or five more yards. Though. Our block. Everybody on the line of scrimmage. Chris has the man wide open, looking for Ryder. And Chris just held on to it a little too long. He was open at the goal line, and he just held on to that ball just a split second too long, allowed the defender to, to uh, make up that ground, and it will be incomplete. Very well, lucky that was not intercepted by the end zone, but you're correct, Jeff. Right at that point, right at the scene, he was wide open. Just tried on first, was looking at someone else for a second, or just didn't see. But boy, he was so wide open for a minute. Two minutes, 48 seconds. We're going to keep it right here. Coaching staff, they're looking at the flags on the goalposts. 
kind of a crosswind from left to right across the field. The uh, flag on the uh, goalpost where we're kicking, it's kind of weird, Coach. They're almost drooping on the uh, goalpost, but if you look to the left, you know, there's a big, strong gust over to our left-hand side. The goalpost to our right. The flags are almost calm. Well, I picked up a little there, but you can see how this new building here and the stands are kind of blocking that wind a little bit. And it gusts. Every once in a while, we'll get a gust and fix it up right there around those goalposts. But you're correct. At the other end of the stadium, that flag is straight out. Interesting call here. Again, Chris had Ryder Duff open at the goal line. Duff almost, you know, had to kind of wait for the ball to come to him. And that allowed the defender to come up and break up the play. But uh, he was open and uh, missed opportunity there for the Wildcat offense. It's, uh, it's a big missed opportunity there. And they end up with just three instead of seven. Well, it looks like the offense is going back over the field, though. We're not going to kick it. You know, we've seen that receiver wide open up the middle of the field so many times. You know, yes, I wouldn't doubt they go right back at it again, Coach. It's, uh, it's a huge possibility. Keep an eye out for Robbie. He's the big receiver for the Wildcats. He's lined up over the left-hand side. He's got a left side in. Wildcats will go for it to fourth down at eight. This more like it's going to be a pass of some kind. Chris, looking. Rolling to his right, now dumping it off of the end zone, and it'll be incomplete. Wildcats receiver, A.J. Brown, picking his hands up. Feeling like he got mugged in the end zone, but no flag on the play, and Flower Ball comes up with a big defensive stop. That ball was actually intercepted, but it was intercepted out of bounds. So, anything that happened out of bounds, they did maybe hold his hands up, but it doesn't matter when you're out of bounds. Flower Block with a big defensive stop will take over first down and 10 at the 14-yard line. Defense needs to come up with a huge play here, almost to a point where you need your defense to score. Two minutes, 41 seconds. Flower Block driving right to left. Brewer takes the handoff, keeps it, trying to go to the outside. Barrett will hold on to his leg, and it'll be a two-yard loss to the 10-yard line. Great play by Barrett there, stretching across the uh, backside of our defensive line and filling the hole, catching up with his brewer there. And again, that's a great tackle on that young man. As big and strong as he is, you wrap those legs up and he can't run. Going to bring up a second down and 12 on the run play. The clock is running, 2 minutes and 11 seconds. Brewer has a running back standing to his right. They will hand it off, and the defense quickly collapsing, and somehow he breaks the tackle. Kalani Ibarra comes up again. Clayton breaks the tackle, and now you're going to tackle him out of bounds. But again, Coach, you look for that forward possession that you've seen early on the game where it's been blown early. This time they let it play out, which you should. Right. Yeah, you really should. On that play, he, he wasn't really wrapped up. One of our guys kind of got a hand on him, but he was able to break three, get around the edge. I don't know if you noticed that, but when we saw him coming, he, he ran and actually laid out and made one heck of a tough walk. That's a great job by that young man. First made out. And 10. Our bluff. Big defensive or big offensive play. Brewers, kind of the a jump pass, and it's going to be off the hands of the wide receiver. And again, just the efficiency of the passing game of our bluff. I mean, those, you know, Brewer has all the you know, all the tools. Yes, six sir. six, two hundred and forty pounds. In the college team looks at him, they see that he's a he's a quarterback with lots of potential. 
Yes, sir. But you don't see, you know, Coach Duke and I talked about it last week, you don't see the execution on the timing routes. You don't see him hitting his windows. The receiver's coming out of their break. Right, right. We're relying more on athleticism to make a play for him. And he, he'll learn a lot about that on the next level. Uh, you know, being a young, and he's still just a junior, I believe, so he's got another year to learn. Shotgun formation. Brewer with a quick slant pass. Phillip Lively on the coverage. And there'll be about a uh, six-yard gain on the play. We'll bring up third down and four. But you are correct. Brewer does have all the tools that he needs. I mean, the biggest he is, he's tall and his eye is weight. He has very good feet. He can move. He slides around in the pocket very well. You have him listed as a senior coach. This is his oh, third year. Yeah. Okay. He, he did commit, as we talked about it earlier, to Washington State with uh, Coach Leach, former head coach at Texas Tech. And Leach likes to play quarter, strong quarterbacks with good arms and, and, and uh, can they control the ball. Seven seconds left on the play clock. Brewer, shotgun formation. Fake to number five, pass to number 11. And he's going to have enough for the first down. I think that quick slant is all they're doing with that inside receiver, Coach. Yes, not, a, not a complicated play, but he's getting that inside position and fighting for that step ball and picking up the first down. Well, our uh, defender there is playing back off just a little bit and, and, and looking for him to run deep. And sometimes you've got to get up in the face and still take that slant away. First down and 10 for Flower Bluff. Ball now at the 45. This drive started inside the Wildcat trying to pick it up. Almost a lateral. That yeah, was close to being Very close. Very close. And this drive started at the 14-yard line. A big third down pickup for the Flower Bluff Hornets. And this drive now at the 45, second down and 10. Four wide receivers for the Hornets. Brewer looking, and look at that coverage, and a great play by number 78, Monib Ula. I'm sorry, that's Monster Vice, read that all the way and dropped back in coverage, and now you're going to have a flag come out. I'm not sure what the flag's going to be, but... Really uh, signal for a legal uh, man downfield. That means the uh, offensive lineman was too far downfield. They're supposed to be in a screen, but because the uh, defenders were able to get their quarterback a little bit, they messed the timing up. And that allowed their, their linemen to get too far downfield in the ball. When the ball passes the line of scrimmage, their linemen cannot, you know, linemen cannot be downfield. Big so, penalty there against Flower Bluff. It's going to back them up five yards from the line of scrimmage. Now at the 40, so now you're looking at a second down and 15. If you can mess up the timing of those screens and cause those linemen to get downfield quite often, they'll end up being linemen downfield uh, because the ball has to cross the line of scrimmage to get to the receiver. 78, Monsivice did a great job of recognizing that. He was going upfield, saw the uh, the play developing, and he just dropped back. Yes. We played three quarters from Flower Bluff. Wildcats unable to capitalize on their opportunity in the red zone. Now we are tied at 14 apiece. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute.
Like second down to 15, that's not right. Chains aren't right. Yeah. Chains are not right, Coach. Yeah, check. Yeah, get on about the chain. It's like second and 15. Five seconds. Larry, Moe, and Curly will get it right here in a little bit. <laughs> As we switch into the field, we have some confusion. The uh, coaching staff barking down on the sideline. It should be second down and 15. Looks like our coaches are actually telling the, the, side, the tank crew where they need to put the same. <laughs> it's still the wrong way, though, Coach. Yeah, they're still on the opposite side of the down mark in the wrong direction. That's amazing. They need to move the chain to the other side. Yeah. Our coaches are still trying to direct traffic on our sideline for the chain crew. <laughs> Second down and 15. The chains need to move to the right side. And, again, it's almost comical what we've seen tonight. Now they had to stop the game just to get the chain crew to put the chains in the right position. That's the responsibility of the headline. You know, you mark it on your card when the quarter ends. Second down and 15, what hash mark it's on. You know, it's, it's not rocket science, and that's what's kind of puzzling tonight. There you go, getting a big round of applause from this uh, visiting crowd, and now they're right. Second down and 15. Some people are getting a standing an ovation on our side of the front. got it right. <laughs> and we are set to start the fourth quarter. We've had a little bit of everything in this game, so I guess we might as well have a chance to do that, too. <laughs> you know, again, that, that comes down to that headlinesman right in front. It's his job to set those chains once the quarter in. Yes, sir. Second down and 15. Brewers shotgun formation. Hands off to the running back coming to the near side, and he's not going to get much room. That's the uh, running back, number uh, six, Rydell Clayton. <laughs> And we're getting about six inches, it looks like. So it's going to be third and about 14, maybe 15. Interesting call from Bob Roth after the quarter. They took a lot of time to come up with a play, and uh, a little surprised on the play call there, but we'll take it. Third down, we'll call it 15 to go. Good passing play right here. Empty backfield. Clayton oh, no. out of the backfield. Now pressure. Now he's just going to launch it upfield. Great pressure by that front line of Escobar and Ula. Yes, thank goodness they got back soon because their running back spread out here and was wide open for about three seconds, but he wasn't able to see. Had a lot of the recovery to the defender on that back. Need a big return here by our special teams. We've got a couple of punts. Kind of sell over the head of these uh, return men. I'd like to see Ibarra, you know, cut, you know, drop back a little further, and then he, even if he has to come up, he's athletic enough to make that play. Right, yes, well, he's keeping this, this should be into that little crossword a little bit. Shouldn't go quite as far on him this time, but. But that's up about 10, 20, 30, 40 yards, so that's just a good one. Well, maybe not. I punt. Ibarra will take it at the 18, and he slips on the carpet. We've talked about tonight the uh, field surface being really quick, and there you saw Kalani, who had a blocker in front of him, just lost his footing with 11 minutes and 12 seconds left to go here in the fourth quarter. That's an opportunity for a big return and uh, just unable to hold his footing. We do have a flag on the play, so we'll see what the call is. You know, in pregame, I was down there, and my shoes were slipping a little bit, and, and I got, I've been thinking about that. It could be some of the humidity on that plastic carpet. 
making it just enough dampness to uh, allow them to slip like that. Well, let's hope this isn't against the Wildcats, because that'll really back them up. And it will be a block in the back. That's going to back us up another 10 yards, Coach. If you're really going to start deep in your own territory, we were going to start this drive on the 24. Well, it should be. I think it's got the 20. Is it half the distance? Maybe it's all the spot file. I know it's... They're going to take it inside the ascent down to the eight. So big penalty there. And Blah, blah. China will definitely try to make a stance here and force the Wildcats to punt. Wildcats have to get something going, get a nice sustained drive as they did the last time. Yes, we do. I see we're coming out there with that again, so hopefully we can move the ball down the field. Nothing else, at least get it out of our own end enough to punt the ball and get change the field position. Eight-yard line. Chris rolling to his right, looking downfield. Chris now will throw it away, and it'll be incomplete. Smart play by Chris to just get it away, but an interesting call there, Coach Bump, for that roll-out pass deep in your own territory. Yeah, I think that's one of those plays where you're trying to catch them off guard. They're expecting you to run, especially on your own eight-yard line. They expect us to run some kind of a power play inside, but the game started. Tried to catch them off guard, but they were, they were prepared for that. Second down and 10. All resting on the eight-yard line. Wildcats deep in their own territory. Well, we're just in a uh, good little blocking back here to see these positions, so we'll see. I think we're probably going to have a running play here. A.J. Brown on the carry, trying to come to the outside. Brown out over the 10. Again, hard to spot where he went out of bounds. Well, maybe, maybe the 11, 12-yard line. So about right after 12. About a four-yard gain on the play. It'll bring up third down and six. Well, Looks like we're going to get into spread here. Coaching staff talking it over to our left-hand side. Wildcats will spread them out. Robbie in the uh, shotgun. Look for him to rugby-style kick good, here. Good, good, Try good, to good. change the field position. Good, 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 good. There it is. That's good, a nice good, kick. Good, we can good. get that roll. There it is. Keep uh, rolling. And it finally will be down at the 27. We're going to take a break. We are tied up at 14 apiece. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. That's a big change of the position right there. Keep in. need the defense to make the play here. Yes, sir, we do. Big play. Turnovers. Have we had any turnovers tonight? I mean, I know we have, but I mean, we, you know, we had. How much time, uh, Brian? Got about 20 seconds left. Yeah, I'm going to start talking. All right. Shotgun formation. Brewer on the quarterback keeper. Tiptoeing up to the line of scrimmage. Not going to get much there. Maybe a yard on the play. We'll call it second down and nine as Flower Bluff starts his drive on the 28-yard line with 10 minutes and 10 seconds to play here before the uh, end of the game. I don't know. Brewer didn't look like he ran very hard on that play. I wonder if maybe he's having a problem with an ankle or something. Possibly. We are tied up at 14 apiece. Second down and nine. Clayton in the backfield. Hand off to Clayton. Spinning around, and he's going to be hit immediately. 
73, Ula was the initial defender to make that. And then Brian, uh, I'm sorry, Barrett, number 35, came up to clean it up along with Ryder Duff. We talk about him being a strong young man. I don't know if you know that. He just grabbed him by that one hand again. And that running back spun all the way around him. And there comes Beth and, uh, and uh, Barrett. Barrett uh, to clean up the mess. Looks like we're going to have a timeout on the field. They're going to be Cal Allen calling the timeout. I believe so. I don't know if you noticed, but that was that formation earlier where they had that big run play and they had our defenders spread completely out again. So they called timeout, probably making adjustments to that formation. I'd like to thank our sponsors for helping us out tonight. Ainsworth Trucking, Nolan's Four Boys. How about ETS Oilfield Service? Division 16 Construction. Our scoreboard brought to you by Rabelais INE. How about Atlas Tubular? All making it possible to bring you these games on a Friday night. I'd like to thank all of them. We ask you to support our sponsors. Also, like to thank the Touchdown Club. And their sponsors as well. I'd like to thank HEB, Security Storage. How about REMAX Associates, DCRV, Ditka Refining and Chemical, County Commissioner Mike Puzzling, Atlas Tubular, Pipe Brothers, so many people, BAD, Oak Production, Meyer Oilfield Services, along with Deluxe Pool and Supply. Third down in 11. Larbrock with a big spread on the offensive line. Brewer looking back, puck taking. Looking and going downfield, and going to be short of the first down. Oh, they're going to say it was the first down. Yes, sir. It's all first down. We had one of our defenders just get tackled by one of their offensive players, and that's what put him out of position. That's a tough no call on us right there. Really tough no call. Third down and 11, and Flyer Block converts. Coaching staff not happy with the no call. Brewer on the quarterback keeper coming to the near side. Still breaking tackles and the lunge forward, and he's going to get to the uh, 45-yard line. He's going to pick up six yards on the play. It's going to bring up second down and four. I don't think anything was wrong with Brewer's ankle because he just ran pretty hard right there. Oh, here's a big load to cut and bring down. Alcat defense, a little confused on the play. Brewer, quarterback keeper, coming to the near side. Brewer's just going to take it upon himself, and he's going to pick up enough of the first down again. Two carries, 11 yards for Cody Brewer. They run that little zone read, and, and uh, Brewer's pulling the ball. Our backside defensive tackle, defensive end, is, is, is closing down inside and allowing Brewer to get that edge. He's got to maintain his gap responsibility out here. First down and 10. Brewer, shotgun formation, trip foot up top. Get a big stop from the defense, even a turnover, which we're do right now. Quick out pass to the far flat. This one will be incomplete. Yeah, we're in a little wide receiver screen. Brewer just missed his man there. 34 will check in. 81 will check out. Carter Hewardine has checked in for the Wildcat defense. Second down and 10. At 7 minutes, 46 seconds remaining in the game. Still tied at 14-14. Brewer rolling. Backside pressure. Barrett coming up. Trying to 
bring him down, but again, the strength and the power of Brewer able to shake him off, and he completes the pass to the far sideline with a minimal gain of two yards. He'll bring up third down and eight. They will, and you can stay up after Reese Bailey's got a hold of you. You're a pretty stout young man. That, that Reese is uh, one of the strongest players we have. Big play for the defense here. Huge play, third down and about eight. Clayton this could be play of the game. Lines up to the right of Brewer. Now motions out of the backfield. Brewer stepping up in the pocket, looking for his wide receiver. He's open at the 40-yard line. That's number 11 again. He was open. He's the wide receiver. They made the catch earlier for the uh, 65-yard touchdown pass. And, Coach, he was just wide open behind the linebackers. I don't understand what our defender – I really don't know what our DBs are looking at. That, that is the third or fourth time that young man's come across the middle like that uh, and caught the ball. Again, they get a 65-yard touchdown. We, we have got to play better covers than that. First down play for the uh, Flower Bluff Hornets. It was third down. They pick it up. The drive continues. We are tied up at 14 apiece. Our bluff driving left to right. Clayton lined up to the left of Brewer. I can't show him blitz. Hand off to Clayton. Coming to the near side. Number 73. Coming up with the tackle for the Wildcats. That's uh, Monique Ula. Well, a minimal gain for a Clayton. Maybe a yard on the play. We'll call it second down and nine. Key play on the third quarter. Wildcats opted to go for it on fourth down, opting not to go for the field goal, Coach. That could be could be a uh, huge decision in this game. By uh, now being tied up with with uh, about five minutes and 50 seconds left in the game, if they get down here and kick a field goal and we're not able to produce, it's, uh, that decision will be thought about quite a bit. Take the Clayton. Again, that quick pass behind the linebackers. And again, looks like it's going to be enough for that first down. This time it's number 15. Almost like a pitch and catch from uh, Brewer to his wide receiver. They're just uh, coming on that inside slant right behind the linebackers, Coach. Those slants are killing us. I don't uh, we have to be able to take away the inside. That's one thing our DB should be taught. Another talk. Take away the inside. Don't allow them to run those slants. Force them to the outside. That gives you a better position for coverage. Now Flyer Bluff taking their time, looking over at the sideline. They know the uh, clock is in their favor. Shotgun formation. Now a timeout will be taken by the Calhoun Wildcats. As they take a timeout, we'll take one with them. We are tied up at 14 all with 514 left to go in this game. We'll be back with 12 Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Let's get into 30. I don't want to miss a play. 30 seconds. Uh, we should have kicked that field goal. That would have been a, probably a sure three points right now. Three points looks like it could be a big deal. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Thank you. Five seconds. Gotcha. Perfect. All right, welcome back. After the timeout, the Wildcats back on the field. Coach Campbell talking over with his defense. Lara Bluff just outside the red zone, looking at a uh, first down and 10. It's part of the internet radio, yeah. First down play. Wideout split wide to the left. Lively going over to cover. 
He's almost on the uh, sideline. Trip shift to the right. Single uh, back in the backfield. Again, fly up with the wide split. Trying to hit off the Clayton and uh, Ken Barrett making a great defensive play. Shooting the gap and getting Clayton down behind the line of scrimmage. Well, that's one thing about uh, the uh, Reese Barrett. If he sees the gap, he's going to run through it. And usually he makes a play when he does. Loss of uh, about four yards in the play. We'll call it second down and 14. That's a big play. That pushes him back to the 27-yard line. If we can hold him here, we might be out of field goal range. At this point, you almost wouldn't mind going into overtime. Fake to Clayton. Brewer on the keeper. Brewer's got some room. Brewer's going up the middle. He's going to take a hit, and he's going to have enough of the first down at the 12-yard line. Yeah, that's a good play. I was on the lead. All the other defensive end widened out with the running back, and he pulled that thing and took off quick. I didn't know he was that quick. First down and uh, 10 from the, uh, looks to be about the uh, 13-yard line. Clock in favor of Cloud Bluff. Four minutes and 16 seconds remaining on the clock. Tied up at 14 apiece. Where you need a fumble. Look for Flower Bluff to, to just run the ball here. I don't know if they'll chance throwing the ball here inside the uh, inside the 15-yard uh, line. No, they may not. Uh, they run it. It's going to take it down to about two and a half minutes by the time they kick a field goal. Clayton, looking on the carpet, lost a couple of yards in the play. It'll be second down. We'll call it 13. Flower Bluff looking over to the sideline. They take the play from their coaching staff. At this point, you've got to be thinking it's going to be Brewer or Clayton. Half on the way, there's Brewer coming upfield, trying to run forward, and he will run forward. It's going to be to about the 11-yard line or the Flower Bluff Hornet. Looks like he's got back to the original first down um, change, or back to the change, make it third and 10. Clock rolling. Right at three minutes left in the game, that third and 10. And you're right, I believe they're just going to run the, keep running the ball here, putting a position for their kicker to, to knock down a chip shot field goal. I'll catch Steve in the backfield. He'll just drop. I'll come back a few yards. Brewer looking, stepping up in the pocket, get him. Trying to get him, trying to go upfield. Got a wide receiver wide open, and he's unable to connect. Philip Lively somehow lost coverage, and that receiver was wide open in the corner of the end zone, Coach. Well, we got lucky, but he did not, was not able to pull that down, but he really did. Uh, this is a huge play with fourth and just over 10 yards to go. We are at two minutes and 47 seconds. It looks like they're going to try and attempt the field goal. Lively is on the ground in the end zone. Flyer Bluff is going to line up for a 35-yard field goal from the uh, right hash mark. He's that move well. Now he's back down. Looks like he might be cramping up. I can't tell for sure. That's, they're stretching one of his calves out right now. He's got a bucket of cramp in that calf with the humidity out there this evening. Number 80, Keith Reed, coming up with the biggest kick of his young career. We are tied up at 14. 35-yard field goal coming up. Yeah, going down. Going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Training staff taking a look at uh, Philip Lively across the field. Two minutes, 47 seconds remaining here in the game. We are tied up at 14 apiece. Lively, again, we talked about it. 
Looks to be cramping. Yeah, humidity's out pretty high tonight. It, it, even though it's not as hot as temperature-wise this evening, humidity's pretty high, and that, that, uh, that causes a young man to sweat quite a bit and lose a lot of fluid. He can still cramp up, even though it's a little cool. Lively making his way off the field. Reed with plenty of time to think about this kick. We talked about that carpet being slippery, Coach, so let's keep an eye on that. Yes, sir. So many things have to be just right on a kick. You know, the snap has to be good, the hold has to be good, and then the plant foot for that kicker is key. So right. let's, uh, see what happens here. Number 80, Keith Reed, right-footed kicker from okay. the right hash line. Paul's going to be spotted at the uh, 20-yard line, so it's a 30-yard field goal. Wait for the uh, snap. Snap on the way. Good snap. And he slipped. He slipped on the turf. We just talked about it, Coach. We just talked about the turf. The foot, the uh, plant foot came out from Keith Reed, and the ball doesn't even make it. Five yards into the end zone. What a great break for the Wildcats defense, and what a tough break for Reed. But we talked about it. Snap has to be good. Hold has to be good. Then you have to get that plant foot and be able to drive that ball, and that's where Reed was unable to connect. And uh, Coach Brotherson can tell you that's probably the most important part of kicking is getting that plant foot right where it needs to be. Once right. he lost his footing, Coach, it was over. Right, yes, I, I was a kicker myself. You're a punter, boy, and if you don't have that plant foot in the ground hard, then it, it, it causes real issues for you. Anytime it moves, you can either push or pull the football. Two minutes, 41 seconds. Wildcats with the ball. They'll start to drive on the 20-yard line. They'll go with the spread offense. Or Chris on the quarterback keeper, and Chris, ball comes loose. Did Flower Brothers recover? No, I don't no, believe so. They would so. not. They'd be jumping up and down, but you cannot put the ball on the they, carpet. Did they do it to him? No, they're saying second down. The offense. Uh, okay. I just saw the coaches and a couple of kids jumping. I thought maybe they were giving it to him. You cannot put the ball on the carpet in that situation. Right, so what is that, six, six fumbles tonight? Four, four fumbles tonight. Boy, it's, it's hard to believe we're still in this game. It's cut the way it is with four fumbles. Two minutes and 19 seconds. You have to pick up a first down, or you're going to get this ball back right to the block. Yes, we will. They still have a few timeouts left also, so if they don't do something. Bad snap. Brown picks it up, and, boy, we are just falling apart. Uh, so we just lost another five yards on that. That clock continues to run down to a minute 50. I can't, I'm surprised Bob Ross not using any timeouts right now. I see a quick kick here from this uh, team. Hey. Like they're going to send in Kalani Ibarra, so don't be surprised if it's going to be a quick kick, and they're going to send in their uh... – we got 14 seconds. On the play clock, got 10 seconds. We're going to have to hurry and use a timeout. we got to get some of these players off the field. Brown coming off the field. Five seconds. Robbie in front formation. Down to one. Just, uh, we barely got it off. Bounce. He bounced. He will bounce to the 45. At the 45-yard line. Nice punt by Nathan Robbie on a third down play, just trying to change the field position, Coach. But still plenty of time on the clock. 1-14 remaining. And Bob West still has two timeouts, so... 
on the 45 with that much time and two timeouts, we have to play some excellent defense at the moment. Now what you want to see, on the first down play, you stumble. On the second down play, a missed snap hits the carpet, and you force the punt on third down, Coach. Only uh, a minute and 17 seconds went off the clock on that drive. Drive started yeah. with 241, and now Flyer Bluff with 114, and they have the ball on the 45-yard line. This uh, execution is key. We just did not execute on that series at all. Brewer looking for that inside route, bounces it off the carpet, and I'm really surprised they're not going at that inside route, Coach. Right. Yeah, if I was the coach of Cloud Bluff, I would be running slant patterns all night until somebody stopped it because we haven't stopped it yet. That's where they capitalized right before halftime on that slant on that inside receiver right behind our linebackers. Remind you, Forrest Chris is the uh, normal quarterback on the left side. He's playing quarterback tonight, so now – the uh, reins have been turned over to Austin Weishart. He's on the uh, left corner here in front of us. Second down and 10. Clock stops on the incomplete. Clayton lines up to the right. Hand off to Clayton. Clayton going up the middle. Again, loses his footy. And he got two yards on that play. Humidity must huh? be really bad. Again, you saw Clayton just lose his footy. A timeout on the field. Yes, We're going to keep it right here. We're going to check in with our uh, producer, Brian Katana. On our Rebel 8 IME scoreboard. Brian, what do you have for us? Got a few final scores here. Uh, the Victoria West Warriors were victorious over the Moody Trojans, 48-6. to Also, the Gregory Portland Wildcats were victorious over the Toloso Midway Warriors. They won at 54-14. to And in the third quarter right now, the Beeville Trojans are leading the Pleasanton Eagles 20-14. to and the Robstown Cotton Pickers right now are trailing the Rockport Fulton Pirates 26-6. to Back to you, Mike. All right, that's our producer, Brian Catano, with our Rabelais INE scoreboard. We are tied up at 14 apiece. Here at Flower Bluff is under, I want to say, about a minute and 10 seconds to play. We'll wait for the time on the timeout to, to uh, elapse. But uh, we are tied here at Flower Bluff. There is one minute and three seconds on a third down and nine or the Fire Bluff Hornets. And, uh, you know, you got to keep it in the hands of Brewer. He's not really your best athlete on the field for this team. And look for Brewer to make something happen. Number 11 is wide on the top of the, uh, the, top of the screen. Yep. Top of the field there. He's heard us all night. I hope we get him covered this time. Lively has checked back into the game. Got good information for Brewer. Stepping back, looking, and trying to hit up the middle. And nice play by number 34. Great job by Hewardine. To break up the pass play, this time it came from the right side, ran that slant, and it was incomplete. Oh, that was a great play. Carter laid out perfect timing, left hand, hit the ball right out of that receiver team. Great play. That's a game saving play right there. Now it's fourth down, they're at the front. We yeah. might get the ball back. There's a few minutes, about 45 seconds left with 58 left on the clock now. If we can get a decent run back, who knows what might happen. Need to get uh, Kalani in that open field. Snap on the way. Good snap. Punter, right-footed punter. Nice one. Oh, my gosh. He hit the corner. No flag. Did a flag come out, though, Coach? I haven't. Yeah. And now we have a player on the field that's hurt. It looks like he's cramping. And it will be roughing the kicker against Cal Allen. 
automatic first down. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable, Coach. I just don't uh, understand when, you know, it's such a big game, you have to know what's going on. You cannot give up a buffing the kicker when you want to try to set up a return. You've got Kalani and Gat is back deep to receive. You know, you can't blame the kid for the hustle, but you've got to be able to know what situation you're in. They caught the run a yard or two in front of the punter, not at the punter. That way you run a front of his leg and he kicks the ball and takes the ball off his foot. I've seen the drills they do in practice, so they are trying to avoid that punter at all costs. But sometimes you can't help it. 15-yard penalty puts the ball at the 39-yard line, Coach. What a gift for Flower Bluff. We are just trying to hand this game to them tonight. And uh, Flower Bluff, you know, you can't give a team like this too many opportunities to, to seize the victory. No, you can't. I'm, I'm not sure our young men were, were uh, totally really prepared for this game. They might have been overlooking Flower Bluff since they have three losses now. And uh, kind of looking toward they know Victoria East is, is the next team that really – was supposed to put up a big charge for us, and when you do that, sometimes you let team hang around a little too long. And that may be what we're doing tonight, but hopefully they won't get a big turnover here or, or keep them out and going to OT. this point, that's what you're hoping for, is just going to overtime. Maybe you can just feed the ball to Barrett and, and try to, to salvage this game. It's really been a disaster from the opening Opening drive, you know, the Wildcats got that great return and were unable to capitalize. And, you know, they've just had, you know, miscue after yes, miscue tonight. Well, we've had the ball inside the 20 at least three times where we didn't come away with any points. And when you do that, that makes it hard on us. How much time we got, Coach? We're at 47 seconds. Brewer, shotgun formation. Ball start by the uh, – Left guard for Flower Bluff, so that'll back them up another five yards. First down and 15, and at this point, that allows the defensive tackle to come back on the field. He had to come off the field for one play after the uh, cramping. See if he can make up for it with a big play here. No, he's got to be frustrated mentally, knowing that uh, just gave the ball back to this offense. First down and 15, Brewer's shotgun formation. He stands at the 50-yard line. Brewer looking down, looking across the middle of the oh, field. Oh, my goodness. And, oh. wow. Thank goodness he dropped that. He was wide open behind that defenders. He was right in the head when he dropped it. John Gaddis and number 34, Carter Hewardine, on the coverage, or lack of, should I say, because he was wide open. He was wide open, and, right uh, behind that defenders. Wide receiver, just unable to hold on to it. And it'll drop incomplete, second down at 15. We've got to get the square off the field. Waited a long time to try to make that substitution. Timeout. Oh, we don't have any. Oh, my gosh. Timeout. We don't have any timeouts. We're normally trying to call timeout. Our defense standing around. So they just got a first down, 33 seconds left, and they're down at the 20, what, 27 yard line right now. This time you don't want to put it in the hands of your kicker. They're going to try to go for the end zone. And again, just a mental breakdown by this defense of Cal Allen. Brewer looking, looking for the slant play, trying to hit a slant. The wide receiver is going to drop incomplete. 
Trying to make some uh, defensive changes here. They're going to move Braden, our biggest, biggest young man on our defensive side, down the defensive tackle. Trying to get a little more pressure, somebody a little stronger at that position. Second down and 10. Clock stops after the incomplete. Brewer looking for that inside slant again. Pressure on the backside. Brewer now has to move on the right side. He's going to step out of bounds at the 22-yard line, and there's 10 seconds remaining in this game. Now we've got time for one shot to the end zone and then maybe kick a field goal, try to kick another field goal. And let's say try to take two shots to the end zone. I don't know if we'll uh, be as lucky as we were on the last time for that kicker to lose his footing. I can't tell if they have a timeout left. It looks like they still have one timeout left on the school board, but I can't tell for sure. Well, okay, I just told Far Breath, I still have two timeouts, so they can't take a shot to the end zone, maybe call a quick timeout for another play. Oh, they could they could try and get this in the middle of the field right here around the try and get it to get in the middle of the field for their kicker. Timeout taken by Flower Bluff. They had two, they're down to one. What a game here in Flower Bluff. These Wildcats have tried to get this game to Flower Bluff. And thank goodness that Flower Bluff just isn't taking it from them. Uh, we've done no. everything uh, tonight that's pretty much just give them this victory. Yes, sir. It's been, 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 not been a very good ball game, clean ball. We haven't been clean ball game on our side at all. You know, if I was a far left coach, many times I've seen people flip, I might send my kicker out with a towel to watch that turf off. <laughs> I'm out on the field. Ten seconds remain. We are tied up at 14 apiece. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. Flower Bluff needing to pick up the win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Allen looking to we're looking to win their last two to take the uh, district championship outright. The defense has been on the field a long time here in the second half. Yeah, this is the biggest biggest play of the evening right here. Ten seconds left, ball at the 27-yard line, headed in to the five-left end zone. Let's see what they pull out of. Had a trip. It's hurt. There's no timeouts left for Flower Bluff. If you can make a tackle, this may be the last play of the game. Brewer dropping back, looking upfield, looking for the slant, has his receiver wide oh, open. Goodness. And again, gets in front of the safety, touchdown, Flower Bluff. It has been there all night, and they continue to take it. And we talked about it earlier, Coach. If you're Flower Bluff, why you don't keep going back to that play? And they did it that time, and it cost us good time. That's the only play I was wearing for them tonight, because we could not stop it. I mean, it was, that's where I, I don't understand what was going on with our coverage tonight, because we're, we're better than that now because of backfield. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what, what, what they're looking at. Point after coming up for Reed. Four seconds remaining in this game. Flower Bluff just has to know that they were given a game tonight by this Wildcat team. The extra point through the upright. Twenty-one to fourteen. Flower Bluff over Calala. We'll be back on thirteen sixty KKTX. Clear. Well, we got a school kick coming. We'll see what we can do with it. Hopefully. They squared it. We just count it real quick and take one shot. That's all we have left.
Ten seconds. Five seconds. Four seconds remaining in the game. Flower Bluff connecting on the crossing route that we've seen so many times tonight be successful. The Wildcats defense just never made that adjustment. That pass play was there all night, and they capitalized on Brewer hitting number two right in front of the safety behind the linebacker. Brewer takes it in for the touchdown, 21-14 to 14 with the uh, kickoff coming up. Flower Bluff just took a timeout. I'm sure we're just going to see a little squirt kick here. Hopefully our guys are just down and maybe we'll take one shot towards the end zone. It's coming up through Flower Bluff. That's here in the, uh, at the end of the game are going to be very telling. Wildcats. Again, on that last drive, they're not going to be charged with a fumble, but the uh, second down play, ball off the carpet. A.J. Brown had to pick it up. On the first play, of course, Chris fumbled. And it's just uh, been a very sloppy game here for this Wildcat team. Not what we've used to seeing from this Wildcat. Not only the defense, but the offense as well. We can expect that when you lose your starting quarterback. But uh, the defense is coming up with some mental mistakes tonight. And just couldn't overcome. Yes, sir. We've had several mistakes. Uh, the turnovers, even, even the fumbles where we, 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 we've gained possession of the ball again. You know, that's something we don't normally do. And when you've got a sloppy game, this is the kind of game you get. Well, for the uh, squib kick from Reed. Tees it up at the 40-yard line. Again, only 44 seconds remaining in this game. Reed approaches. Squib kick takes a high bounce. And Wildcats will down it. And number 20 loses his footing. And that was in four seconds. Clock is very generous. Clock operator being very generous across the field. The No, and I was just saying, number 20 took the ball, lost his footing. That was. Uh, Devin Newkirk. That young man's very lucky. He didn't get a flag thrown in either because when he slipped, he jumped up and spiked the ball because he was mad that jerked his helmet off, which is both. It uh, could be unsportsmanlike penalty. So we're very lucky we're not back up another 15. I'm going to put two seconds black back on the clock. Lyle Bluff is going to play four men deep inside the 20-yard line, and they're just waiting to celebrate. Wildcats will try to pull something out of the hat. I uh, said so we'll have four defensive linemen, and <laughs> when I'm leaving now, they have three defensive linemen, two linebackers 10 yards off the ball, two more linebackers 20 yards off the ball, and then three safeties 30 yards off the ball. There it is. Pass play. Got it. This the ball. Flower Bluff celebrating at midfield with their biggest victory of the year. And they have every right to celebrate tonight because they just took this one from the Carolina Wildcats. The final from Flower Bluff. Flower Bluff 21, 
Cal Allen, 14th. We'll be back with the Rabelais IME Postgame Show right here on 1360 KKTS. Clear. Did you see that? Don Johnson got us through a punch at that kid. He got up and threw a punch at that kid and knocked him out of bounds. God dang weird. Welcome back to our Rabelais IE postgame show. Flower Bluff with their biggest win of the season, without a doubt. Their backs were against the wall, and they come up with a 21 to 14 win as Cody Brewer shaking hands with Coach Danaher. And he may be thanking him for an early gift because we just gave him this game. Give credit to Flower Bluff. They took it, they were given chances, and they finally came back. I mean, they had an opportunity to win this game on the field goal. Reed lost his footing. Then we come back with two plays. We fumbled, you know, we fumbled by our quarterback. Then we fumbled a snap. Robbie does a heck of a job to punt, gets the ball away, and our defense an outstanding job on the three and out. And then on the fourth down play, we run into the kicker. 15-yard costly penalty to kept the drive going. Bob Roth with one minute and 14 seconds. Oh, I'm sorry, 47 seconds. They get it at the 39-yard line. They're able to capitalize on the touchdown from um, their quarterback, Brewer, to uh, Jager Bull, number two, right in front of our safety, right behind our linebackers. We had talked about that. If I'm the coaching staff from Flower Bluff, I would have been going at that play all night, and they did to win this game 21-14 to the final. We'll be back with more of the Rabelais IA Postgame Show. On 1360 KKTX. Clear. I didn't hide. Yes, you do. I want to run and go to the restroom. Three in the Alma Mater playing 
Wildcats coming off the field dejected. They know they gave this game away, and they fought hard. They played hard, but there's just too many mistakes, too many self-inflicted wounds, and you can't do that against a quality team like Flower Bluff. It took Flower Bluff 47 minutes and, uh, you know, what, 18 seconds or something to finally, you know, take the lead on this team. And they come up victorious tonight. Cody Brewer comes up with a big win. Flyer Bluff needing a win here at home. They have two games left. They have Oso Midway and Alice remaining on their schedule. Wildcats next week have Victoria. And uh, now you're fighting for – if you can win that game, the uh, co-district you know, co, uh, district champs, you know, with Victoria West. You know, so, again, just a tough loss to these Cowboy Wildcats. And the coach will see what those numbers have to show. Not much offense. Compared to those first half numbers, I can assure you. No, not at all, not really. Uh, we're going to go down here with the Wildcats. We uh, had uh, 13 first downs, 110 uh, rushing yards, 135 yards for total, 240 uh, total yards. We had five penalties for 40, uh, the set for 40 yards rushing. Brown had 10 uh, rushes for 41 yards. Lamb, 8 for 25. And uh, Reese Barrett, 5 for 19. Uh, Chris was uh, uh, three out of six on passing for 108 yards, two touchdowns. Lamb was one of two for 22 yards. Phil Hobbs had two catches, 80 yards, one touchdown. Nathan Riley, one, uh, one catch, 26 yards, and one touchdown. And Gaddis, one catch for 24 yards. Time progression, 23.06 for Cal Allen. Flyer uh, Bluff had 15 first downs and 106 rushing yards, uh, 172 uh, passing yards for a total of 278 yards. They had eight penalties for a total of 35 yards. Uh, rushing, Clayton, uh, Flag Bluffs, uh, Clayton had 14 rushes, 69 yards. Brewer, 16 rushes, uh, 39 yards, and one touchdown. Passing, Brewer was 12 out of 27 for 172 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Receiving, uh, Johnson was, uh, had five catches for 102 yards, uh, one touchdown. Kane, four uh, catches, 20, uh, 41 yards, I'm sorry. And uh, Bull, um, three catches, 29 yards, and the game winning touchdown. Time of possession for Fly Bluff was 24, 30, uh, 24 minutes, 37 seconds. So the, the stats are pretty even. But the turnovers for us hurt us, and some Becky plays hurt us on defense. So. All right, we're going to check in one more time with our producer, Brian Katana, on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Uh, Brian, what do you have for us? Uh, i got a few games still in progress. Uh, the Carroll Tigers are leading the King Mustangs in the fourth quarter, 34-21. to 21. And in the second quarter, the Ray Texans are leading the San Antonio East Central Hornets, 10-7. to 7. Uh, the Pleasanton Eagles are in the third quarter against the Beeville Trojans, and they're trailing the Trojans 14-20. to And uh, right now the Cotton, uh, the Rockport Fulton Pirates are leading the Robstown Cotton Pickers 33-6 to in the fourth quarter. Back to you, Mike. All right, that's Brian Katana, our producer, helping us out with our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Coming to you from Flower Bluff. Flower Bluff upsetting the Calama Wildcats. 21 to 14 here at the Hornets. We'll be back to wrap things up on the Rabelais INE Post Game Show right here on 1360 KKCS. One minute. One minute. I'm done. If you want to take up? Thanks. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Not a problem. Appreciate the help. 
Yeah, for sure. Go for it. Testing one, two. Ten seconds. <clears throat> Got five seconds. Gotcha. All right, welcome back to our Rabbit Ine Post Game Show. As uh, Coach Campaign has made his way onto the field, uh, his son, tight end number 88, uh, wanted to go down and catch up with him. Our statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton, also packing his stuff up as the uh, Wildcats come out of uh, Flower Bluff with a very disappointing loss. Uh, you know, a, a team that did not play well tonight is an understatement. And still, you know, you lose in the final seconds to a very good Flower Bluff team. Gage Slam went out late in the first quarter with three minutes. Backup quarterback Forrest Crisp took over. Offensively, Wildcats just couldn't get much going. And uh, defensively, uh, Flower Bluff just kept hitting and that little slant route and Wildcat defense just never made that adjustment, you know, giving up that last play for the uh, touchdown, the final 21-14 to 14 here from the Hornet's Nest in Flower Bluff. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us. I'd like to thank our producer, Brian Katana, our statistician, Coach Mike Bugson, our play-by, I'm sorry, our play-by-play commentator filling in is Coach Campaign tonight. I'd like to thank him for helping us out. And the Wildcats next week will be at home to wrap up their district season against Victoria as they will take on Victoria looking to come up with that victory to take ownership of the co-district uh, champs. They had a, a chance to take it out right tonight. Just couldn't uh, close the door. 7 o'clock, the uh, coaches show, 7.15, the first Victoria Bank pregame show, 7.30 kickoff. We invite you to be with us. I'm Mike Guerrero. We're signing off from Flower Bluff. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Lots of rain in the forecast. God bless. Good night. Have a great weekend. Clear. All right, Brian. Appreciate it, man. we got one more next week. Then we have the week off after that, and we got the playoffs. Nice. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Have a good night. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.